Glory. So everybody, just close your eyes and take out the images in your tent. And we just nail them to the cross of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Messiah of Israel. And destroy all our images. What is an image? Well, the Bible says that Rachel stole Laban's images. You've been dealing with Laban's images since you were a child. It's anything idolatrous in the realm of the natural created that you harbor in your eyes or your heart. It's called images. Images is another name in scripture for idols. So what does 1 John 5 say? Little children, keep yourselves free. Well, how do we be free, Apostle John? From idols. And we need to understand what idols are because a lot of us just think of it might be a Buddha statue or something like that. And that's that's only partial truth. That's not the depth of what an idol is. An idol is an image that you have in your eyes or your heart that's not from Jerusalem and the Torah of Rabbi Father God right now. In other words, it's a dead thing. It's a demonic distraction of the fallen angels, a created thing that we harbor in our hearts and minds. And so this is what you overcome every single day as a Christian in the name of Jesus Christ. One thing, images. What is the overcoming and conquering of the world? What is it to be more than a conqueror? Did you conquer images today? If you did not conquer images, there's no more than conquering, right? So in the realm of the natural, we can conquer something and be a conqueror like Genghis Khan because you picked up a sword and killed people, but that's not conquering, that's murder. More than a conqueror is someone who can go into the eyes and the heart of the soul and slaughter images. Now this can only be done by Yarevave. Yarevave is the name of Jesus Christ. What's the difference between Elohim and Yarevave? The difference is Elohim's used for angels and the judges of Israel and the apostles of the Lamb. Yarevave is the name of the creator of the Elohim. Come and see. In the beginning, Bereshit Elohim. We say, was well, that God? Well, in English, you have all kinds of things for different Hebrew words. We, in English, we just put God or Lord after everything. But how many of y'all know the Bible was never written in English until just a few years ago? It's very, very new. So in ancient terminology, there is a huge differentiation between the Elohim and Yarevave. And that was not something that was like a mystical knowledge. That was basic foundational Judaism basic foundational first century Christianity that you could differentiate between Elohim, angels, and judges. Okay, the word Elohim is used for the angels and for the judges of Israel and Messiah's apostles, the Elohim. The word Yarevave, Y-H-V-H, there's no W in ancient Hebrew, only V, because without the Vav, there's literally, there's no God. And you get the W there because of the German scholars that translated Torah in the Middle Ages. They did so much Torah work, so much scholarship, that that's where you get Yahweh from in English. It doesn't exist. There's no W in ancient Hebrew. Zero W's. It's a Vav. V-A-V. 
so you can understand because it deals with the sixth letter in the Hebrew alphabet, Vav, the number six for the Sephirot, which is Yesod de Hesed. And Vav represents righteousness. It represents the tree of life. So in its shape, so Hebrew letters, they're also based on shape. The shape tells you a story. You know, it's always in relation to the sapphire stones. So if you're a, a scholar of Hebrew, if that's, you know, that's not something everyone has to do, but some of you might have taken a particular interest in the Hebrew letters. There's a way to enjoy the scholar glory without the scholar demons, <laughs> amen, right? Amen. amen. So the Lord rebuke all the scholar demons off of your life and off of your heads and out of your hearts and minds in yeah. Jesus' name. Bam, out of your spirit. Bam. <laughs> because glory. the scholar glory is an oil of glory. And that oil of glory will cause a lamp to be able to be lit. Now when you have the oil of glory, of the scholar glory on sapphire stones, you will be a wise virgin. A wise virgin. One who needs not a bit and bridle to be told what to do and where to go. The school of hard knocks. But the path of the oil of glory, which is the path of the Torah scholar, is the ability to be led by the lamp of God, the nerve of the Lord, the candle of the Lord, which is what? The neshama. Well, what if I don't have a neshama? You can receive the oil of the lamp of God, <laughs> of his perfected neshama, before you have one. How? By simply aligning yourself to receive fresh oil. Oil of glory. Oil of joy. Oil of joy. And that will give you strength. That you would not become weary and well-doing. How? Oil of joy. Oil of joy to brighten your countenance. Bright hope for a bright future. Some of the most important breakthroughs you'll ever have is you having fun with God. What's more fun than traversing the Torah? You know what's amazing? Eating food with the Father. Mm. Eating natural food, enjoying delicious food. You've had a delicious day of living Torah. What does that mean? You went to your job or you did your housewife work for the day you're maybe you're in being trained in the way of the house husband right amen mm. that's the warrior's life the way of the house husband amen like the yakuda <laughs> amen <laughs> and so that oil of glory and that oil of joy and those breakthroughs as you traverse the torah by your daily living by the word of god led by the impulse of the holy spirit with your lamp full of the intimacy of time spent being with God, being aware of His Shekinah glory, aware of His holiness. And as you're traversing the Torah in your daily life, it's becoming revelation. You make some wrong decisions, He corrects you, and you learn. And you take note, you take mental notes. Sometimes you might write a physical note. <laughs> 
Well, that one was so bad, I'm gonna write that down and remember that. I never do that again. You ever had one of those? Let's <laughs> make it a little note. Note to yourself, don't ever do that again. That was awful. Amen. <laughs> Who hasn't done one of those? But you start to learn as you traverse the Torah and you realize, where did you originate? <laughs> where did you originate? <laughs> if he knit you together, yeah, if he knit you together in your mother's womb, and it is written, I knew you, I know you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Where did you originate? How did you come into being? A word had to be spoken. There was a word written, spoken and written. There was a concept of you that flashed on the father's will, desire, Keter, his mind. Akma Bina, through wisdom and understanding, he created you. Through the shout of the trumpet of Bina, your mother above, the matrix, the womb. Wait a minute, so if he knew you before you were in your mother's womb, mm -hmm. he's talking about the womb below, but also the womb above. What is prior to Bina? If that's the womb, the guff, right, of souls, where the souls all wait before they go through the portal into earth, and you make an agreement with God before you come here. What you're going to go through, what you're going to do, what your purpose is, what the risks are. And, you know, what's the point of you training before you come to earth? Some of you had training before coming to earth. Oh, I don't remember. You know, if all your memories were intact from before you came here, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of coming here, right? Okay, well. We'll go through the master class, we'll find out some more about that. But if God knew you before you were in your mother's womb, and if mysteries of Torah are about the below realm and the above realm, what is that? He knew you before you were a soul in the womb of the matrix of Bina, your mother above? What? Oh, it can't. Oh, it hurts to think. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't want to contemplate. But then why? And then, 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 Okay. He hmm. knew you. That flash of a concept of the Father's desire, Keter's will and desire, that lightning flash of his desire to create you, you individually, <laughs> flashed in his Keter, in his desire, in his will, and he formed it in his mind of his wisdom, Hakma and Bina, understanding, and the understanding of the concept of who you would be created to be and who you would become was the womb above he knew you and everything about you before even then so if you were birthed out of a holy desire of the father's will for your life wouldn't you be interested to find out what that original plan was and if there's anything in your life that's not really going along with what he had in mind, maybe you've ran off with your your own God-given free will, or chosen another God, you should have no other gods before me. Why did he say that? Not just for his benefit, because it is emotionally more pleasant for God to not be cheated on, right? He doesn't want that. Nobody likes that, right? Have you ever been cheated on in a relationship? 
God doesn't like that either. So he said, have no other gods before me. But not just for his benefit. He is love. His concern, his main concern, is for your benefit. Why? Because when you choose another god, you're choosing someone else's plan for your life and your destiny. The one that God has and has had for you since before you were formed in your mother's womb above and below is perfect. Perfect will of God. So, what potential gods are Elohim? What kind of images, idols, usually it's good things that we think are from God or seem good, our ideas of how he's going to do it, little deceptions, we, they're lies that we don't know that we're believing. If there's something there, we are serving another God unawares or wares. What is your life lining up to look like? Wouldn't you want to know with that original desire, lightning crown of the cutter of the father? Wouldn't you want to know when he conceived the idea of you individually? He did. His plan and purposes were for good and not for harm. To give you hope in the future, right? Bright hope. So what could be hiding in your tent that needs exposed with the light of righteousness, not exposed to bring you to shame, mm -mm. but exposed to bring you to the place of conviction and the grace to be able to repent? Mm -hmm. Because when you're only serving God the Father who created you, you align yourself with the will that he has and he has had for, for you since before the beginning of time which is better than what you're currently walking in because of serving other gods. You understand? When other gods are out of your life, you consecrate, you get into righteousness, you believe the word, the apostolic teaching and preaching, and you receive the grace to repent, you have the desire to change the desire to change, the grace, the humility, the love for God, leaning on his understanding. Why his understanding and not your own understanding? His understanding is Bina, Mother Jerusalem above, the womb in which you were formed, the above womb, before you were formed in the below womb. So if you're leaning on your own understanding, remember in the New Testament they said, did it come from God or did it come from man? Because one was holy and the other was demonic because of the fallen state of man. So if your understanding is coming from God, it's God's understanding. That's holy. If it's man's understanding, my own Bina, my, your own Bina, your own understanding, <laughs> then it's the wrong womb and it's going to birth the wrong plan and destiny in your life. Death always. Right. But it'll appear like real good things. You'll th man, there's a way that seems right to a man but it leads to death. Now, why does it seem right to a man? It's his own Bina, his own understanding, his or her own understanding. That's your ability to birth something in your own life, which can only be backed by fallen gods, idols. What did Bob Jones, one of the greatest prophets that's, you know, just be, that came just before us in that last generation? He said that usually the idols idols, idolatry, are our ideas of how God is going to do it, like real God, 
our true, pure intentions. Those are our idols. When you envision the future, and you walking in your best version of your destiny, and you imagine what that looks like and what you want it to look like, most of that is just idolatry, and it's the wrong idea. Some of it's kind of right, but most of it's actually wrong. And then we get emotionally attached to a certain outcome. Instead of resting in the unknown of what God actually has planned for your life, he has a lot of surprises in there. And what we find often, he doesn't do it the way we think he's going to do it. So if you can take all those future visions that you have of you riding on a cloud and whipping people with lightning or whatever it is, you know, everyone has a different thing, you know. Uh, You see yourself speaking in a certain way and people think of you a certain way. Maybe you're dressed a certain way. Those religious images are the worst. They're all idols. An image is an animated idol. An image is light in the eyes and in the heart that's an idol. So it's all bondage that a human being can possibly experience in the fall of ten worlds is all image-bearing. Every thought in the head, every thought in the heart, every dream at night, every possible outcome of every situation, I tell you the truth, if it's outside of the Messiah, it's hell 100% of the time. (laughs) So notice when Messiah came, he said, this is the king of Israel. What did they proclaim? Nathaniel, in whom there is no guile. He said, you are the king of Israel. Jesus Christ said, with only this you believe? I tell you the truth, you'll see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. What was the proclamation when the Galileans discovered the Messiah was Jesus Christ of Nazareth? What did they say? You are the king of Israel. It is written. What does that even mean, people? It means all the generations of the people that have obeyed the angels since the beginning of time, this was the being that sent the angels to them. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? So all the history of the ancients, which is first family, Adam to Noah, they're called the ancients in Torah. That Now from the eight ancients to Messiah, which was the time of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the patriarchs, and Moses. And then what do they call after Moses? The prophets. So since the ancients to the prophets, when they proclaimed, you are the king of Israel, that would mean in that culture, you were the God that they had to obey in order to be Messiah today, king of Israel. That God that Noah obeyed to build an ark. And the angels built it, and Noah didn't even build any of it. He simply preached. If you read Jasher, that's what it says. The angels built the entire ark. Therefore, unless the angels build your house, you're laboring in vain right now. It is written. So you need to understand what (laughs) Messiah is. Labaning in vain. Labaning in vain. Your own images... And your own flesh and blood partnered with demon spirits, building a kingdom of Esau outside of Jacob, Israel. So the king of Israel, Israel is written in Revelation. These are the 12 tribes of Israel. So you need new covenant. True Christianity is Messianic Judaism. This Gentile stuff that you have in America right now, the majority of it is actual paganism. 
and has nothing to do with Messiah, the twelve apostles of the Lamb, or even the rich history of the Israelites. So we're having a restoration now to the apostolic, which is to Messianic Judaism. And it will be so clear before your eyes, you'll begin to understand what Christianity actually is. And we, we have not had it. You have not had it. When the apostles of the Lamb died out, the understanding of Messianic Judaism died with them. We've been studying for 2,000 years what they've written, but I tell you the truth, it hasn't been revealed. It has not been revealed. We are going back into what's called in Scripture the ancient path. What is the path of the ancients? Obedience to the angels to build civilization. Right? That's what it says. How did they protect themselves against all of the works of the Nephilim and all the works of demons in ancient times? They obeyed angels. <laughs> your Christianity is obeying some kind of concept you can control by reading a book in your brain that has zero to do with actual biblical Christianity. Zero. If you read the book of Acts, the apostles did not make one move in Jerusalem or out of Jerusalem until they were led by angels. <laughs> angels. Angels. <laughs> Hebrews 1 says, ministering spirits, they are the angels helping people inherit salvation. Somehow we got into our heads like we can help people inherit salvation. That is not a New Testament or Old Testament concept. Zero. That is all vain laboring. We think we can read our Bibles and apply it in our own self-life, in our own nefesh brain, and call ourselves disciples or Christians. That has nothing to do with the ancient religion of Christianity whatsoever. It's not even the same concept of belief systems. That's the very enemy of the Apostle Paul when he says, your belief systems are based on worldly philosophy. What is worldly philosophy? It's you having control of your mind in a belief system where you're still the God and the Lord inside that body. It's the deification of self. So the, the root source of the curse of the fall of all fallen angel activity outside of the Messiah is self-deification. Now the Bible is the most used book for self-deification of all time. You can't even be a sorcerer of Christianity, of Islam, of Buddhism, or Judaism, of world religions, which are the sorcerers today that rule the world. You can't even be a sorcerer unless you have the holy books. The issue is, are you using it outside of the walls of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ for the deification of self, which is the entire demonic kingdom of hell? Or are you using the things of God for the worship of the Lamb in Jerusalem? That's why it's written, the Word of God judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart first. Because if that's not dealt with in your own spirit, man, which is in your belly, you'll use the things of God that you think are holy and righteous and good for self-deification, becoming a greater idolater and image bearer of hell than heaven every day, even though you're around all the things of God. This is why so many people walk with the apostles in the epistles, and then Paul would say, they no longer walk with me because they've gone after the world. Those people didn't all of a sudden go start preaching a different religion. They were still preachers of Christianity. What they betrayed was the throne in Jerusalem to deify <laughs> themselves and start a ministry outside of the Messianic kingdom. Hello? That's what Esau is. Esau and Jacob came out of the same belly, 
right? Esau I have hated, Jacob I have loved. You know that scripture, right? Now why would Yadevave, who we say always love, <laughs> would hate Esau? Esau sold his birthright and became and chose willingly with revelation to be a son of Samael instead of a son of Jesus Christ. What made Jacob Israel was the choosing of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, who's called in the Old Testament the angel of Yarevave, which the ancients knew as God or Yarevave, the maker of worlds. What differentiates Elohim from Yarevave? Yarevave can create worlds. Elohim live in them. Hello? Truth, anyhow. So you have two words that you need to distinguish between you and God in all the capabilities of deity and understanding wisdom throughout the ages. If you want to become a scholar, you need scholar foundations. One of the most important foundations for understanding <laughs> the path of the scholar is the difference between the Elohim and God in English or Yadevave. Notice when it says Lord, it's all in uppercase. Every time you read your English Bibles, why is it all up? Because it's Yarevave in ancient Hebrew. Y-H-V-H. And mm -hmm. if you took the master class, you'll understand that that stands for Hakma, Bina, Vav. That's why Vav is important. It's the fire rose, the Vav. That's like six of the, the sapphire stones. So it's a pretty big deal to have Vav in there, right? And then the final He of the Tetragrammaton. And that's Yarevave. Now, this is also important. Even though Elohim is sometimes talking about God, sometimes talking about other angelic beings in translations of the Bible, it's important for you to understand Elohim <laughs> is not something they originated with. Like the Satans, Elohim never originated with them. Everything they have of their, of their kingdom is stolen, twisted, fallen. So when you talk about Elohim, are you not gods? It is written. He's talking about, are you not Elohim? The apostles the angel -like are sons Elohim. of God. Uh, yeah, exactly. So what does Elohim originate? What are you looking at when it comes to Elohim? I think this will be nice to look at. So you can see, just like we've talked about the enemy using, let's see, the sapphire stones. We've talked about the enemy having like stolen Shekinah, right? When they steal oil, when they steal, like the, the foolish virgins come around, they start asking for some of your oil. What was the proper <laughs> response? Get your own oil. Oil of glory, oil of intimacy, oil of joy, <laughs> right? So releasing oil of joy, oil of glory, oil of intimacy. Never let anyone steal your oil. When God asks you to pour out and release, that means you're backed by an invisible, eternal fountain that's limitless. So when God tells you to pour out, you have no fear of pouring out because why? It's a limitless supply. You're not going to run out. Mm -hmm. If there's no instruction from God or one of his holy angels instructing you to pray for someone, pour out oil, blah, 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 blah. When it, you know, there are certain prayers you could pray for anyone, anytime, but when it comes to like the laying on the hands of the release of the precious oil that you have, you do not release that. You do not use it. You do not let anyone take it from you. Never let anyone steal your joy. Never let anyone <laughs> steal your peace. That's a gift from God. Never let anyone take it away from you. 
any peace or joy that others come from, you know, you have people that are miserable until they can make somebody else miserable. Mm. Those are uh, demons of the thieves of oil. What that is, is they're miserable because in some way or another, they're serving a Satan. And if you have oil of joy, that's pure, it's from God. They'll, if they try to come and push your buttons to, until they make you as miserable as them, the temptation is to be angry, to be bitter, or to give away your peace, or to give away your joy. Jesus Christ said he gives you his peace, and it's not like the peace that the world gives. What does that mean? They can't take it from you. It's not circumstance-based. It's Christ-based, which means stone based. it cannot be stolen. You choose to give it away or not, which the temptation, if someone's coming under the influence of a Satan, hammering away, trying to make you miserable like them, or try to you know bring down some other kind of elevation, they're baiting you. Remember, the accuser is always a tempter and then an accuser. The Satans are always first a tempter and then an accuser. So it's always temptation or seduction, uh, pushing your buttons to try and get a reaction. If that Satan, operating through flesh and blood, can get you to take the bait of bitterness, or take the bait of offense, or take the bait of sin, all of a sudden it goes from pushing your buttons to try and get you into a certain agreement, to then accusing you, so their accusation will seem pretty true because guess what? You did take the bait. Yes, they did tempt you through flesh and blood. So if you repent, it actually the fault goes back to the other person unless they also repent. So understand the way things work in the invisible realm. You're not de- you're not ever just dealing with people ever. You're dealing with kingdoms and measurements of light, measurements of deception. And understanding what your responsibility is and walking in that more and more. There's grace for you to learn as you rise. So why is that important? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Oil of glory will light your path. Be a wise virgin, right? The hakama that comes down with the sapphire stones wherever you're at on your journey in Christ. You need oil. So when we're talking about dealing with Elohim, oftentimes you're not going to know right away, unless the fruit is really apparent, which kingdom you're dealing with. And oftentimes, in human vessels, on this walk, you will be dealing with both. So you're going to need wisdom (laughs) in how to pray and speak, react, not react, and understand what God is instructing you in that moment, because there's wisdom for every time and season and purpose. And all the various encounters you'll have in this life, at work, at home, on the road, on the go, stolen Shekinah, which is this picture here. Um, oh, wait, this one. We talked about Shekinah below, which is usually going to be Malkut or the moon. When you have the marriage of those two sapphire stones, that's where you'll usually see Shekinah. So it's the bride standing on the moon. But sometimes Shekinah will be a reference to Malkut. Other times it'll be a reference to the moon 
it's really going to be the cloud, the lightning, the substance, the emanations. That's what, you know, holds the whole thing together. If there's no Shekinah, what are the sapphire stones doing? They're just sitting there. There's no light. Oil for what? For light. You need oil to conduct Shekinah. Are you going to be like a well-oiled Sephirot machine? Which means you have a connection above and below, which means you're not Gnostic, only in your mind connected to the above realms, but not really transformed in your outward life, and then connected below so that you can actually transform your natural dimension according to the will of God. What's the will of God? The Keter of God. What comes out of the Keter of God? It's lightning. It's his desire, will, the impulse of his thoughts and ideas, plans for you coming down sapphire stones. But if you're not an electric circuit full of Shekinah and full of oil, have you ever tried to drive a car and there was a um, an issue with the spark plug? Or you didn't have any oil? Good luck driving, eh? Why isn't it turning on? Engine won't even turn over. Well, you know, there's a problem. And you have all these modern cars. You ever have a huge headache with some of those newer cars? Used to be you could just fix a car, the oil, the spark plug, you just plug it in, connect, bam, it's going. Now it's like so smart, the car is dumb half the time you try and fix them. You know, now it's it's talking back to me, I don't know. I, I fixed it, it's mechanically working, but it's still dumb. Now they're fixing that. You know, that used to be a big problem when things are transitioning. Now we have smarter cars that are easier to fix electronically and physically. But if you physically get the car hooked up and ready to go, but that chip isn't connecting, what's it going to tell you when you turn that car on? You know what they just told me today? You need. We're putting a new computer in your car. <laughs> oh, amen. The same thing you're saying right now. That's uh, what they told me. Prophesy. <laughs> That's what the Spirit is showing us. So that connection, that computer chip, to the mechanical function, you need oil, you need electricity, you need hardware, and you need software. I have the text right here. Mm. You want to read Wanna that read first? Yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting? That'd be really interesting. <laughs> All right, there it is. He says, mm. Brandon, I think we finally got the route of the issues on the BMW. Remember that corroded fuse box I showed you mm. last time you were in? Your engine computer, DME, looks about the mm -hmm. same with corroded pins and has been submerged in water. Mm. We want to get a used DME and program it and get a new piece of trim for the windshield to seal everything up so water can't get in there anymore. That's what I'm talking about. New computer. About. <laughs> That's literally what we're talking about. Yeah. Wow. Praise God. Total sign of wonder. That's crazy. Well, hallelujah. Today's so, been rich. Look at this. So look at these bubbles. Should we go to the iPad? Yeah, this one. No, these bubbles. Oh, these bubbles? We'll save those bubbles for later. These are... These yeah, are my non-lost marbles. We might there's, look there's at those. There's bubble, bubbles in your heart. Bubble marbles right found. <laughs> Marble. <laughs> you know, paradise lost. Marbles bubble found. <laughs> bubble, bubble, bubble. Bubble, ha, ha, ha. We listen to the ha, ha, ha song. We're just kind of joking around like, I hope everyone knows the words to this song. Literally, the only lyric is ha. <laughs> I heard the cat singing in the back, meowing. Meow, 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 meow. Some meow high praise. They, they need it. 
They need it for their little cat Creation life problems. Worships big time. Amen. Get out the cat strife has gone down significantly. All right, let's look at these bubbles here. Talking about Elohim, talking about stolen Shekinah. So if you need oil, you need oil of intimacy, oil of glory, oil of joy from being in the manifest presence of God, being aware of him within you, the hope of realizing the glory, and then the obedience of your outward actions aligning with what he's asking you to do at your job, at home, you know, personal life, all of those things. Angelic protocol. So the Shekinah below. For that, we can look at the moon because it's Malkut is not really much to do with Shekinah until you start getting on Everybody know what Shekinah is? It's the true light of the word mm -hmm. of God, Jesus Christ. Shekinah. Amen. Hebrew word for light. Mm -hmm. So if you remember the Tetragrammaton, it's the final hey of God, hey, vav, hey. What is the first hey? Bina. Well, one of the mysteries is that Bina above, that's Shekinah above. So if you're trying to make a, some kind of mental connection or emotional connection or a spiritual connection or some connection of holiness in your thoughts and awareness and emotions and your well-being to heavenly Jerusalem above, it's only evident by your response to heavenly Jerusalem below. But what's interesting is when it comes to the word Elohim, the origin on sapphire stones of the word Elohim is from Shekinah above and Shekinah below. Those are the origins. That's why you'll see out of the uh, hey above and hey below, Shekinah above and below, you'll see origins or references to Elohim. And being on the left side or the feminine side, sometimes you'll see that with Gevra as well. All right. Cool? And this is something fascinating too for all of you learning wisdom, which is also known as discernment. Jesus Christ said... Beware that the Shekinah in you is not actually darkness. Do you know that there is a Shekinah outside of Israel? There's a light outside of Israel that's actual darkness. That is the appearance of good. That's what images are. That's idolatry. Human light, animal light, plant light, mineral light. You can have black sunlight. You can have black moonlight, you can have black star light. And if you're honest with yourself, that's mostly what you've experienced thus far in your life since the Messianic Kingdom age of perfect true light has not yet been established anywhere in Christianity yet, but it's coming. It is absolutely coming. True light's coming. And I want to just share with you here the difference between false light, true light, false Shekinah, and true Shekinah. John chapter 1. In the beginning, Bereshit, before all time, was the word Torah, Christ, Messiah. And the word Torah, Christ, Messiah, was with Yadevave. And the Torah, Jesus Christ himself, was Yadevave. Now listen now. That's exactly what it says in John chapter 1. Bereshit, in the beginning. Same words as Moses of Genesis 1.1 is John 1.1. Bereshit. You read it in English and it's not that big of a deal. How big of a deal is it? It's the total fulfillment of Genesis 1 true light. So you can go back before animals. You can go back before angels. Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Why is that important to go before Genesis 1-1 into the Lamb? 
Before angels were made and fell, Jesus loved you. John 17, Father, restore unto them the glory that I, I, that I had with you before the world was. True light, Shekinah glory, it is written. So the whole messianic promise of what the Messiah is, what is a Savior? What is it to be saved? What is Christianity? It's to get into true light and obliterate images in the original design before angels fell from heaven. And you're tasting it more and more as you go deeper into the wisdom of what is written because it was through the written word and the spoken word that salvation came. You need to understand how the written word on the mountain became the man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah in Israel. He was the walking Torah. That's why it says Bereshit, but instead of Elohim, notice it says, in the beginning, before all time was word. It says Bereshit Torah. Bereshit Torah. Instead of Bereshit Elohim, which is the creation of the angels in Genesis 1.1, Bereshit means in the beginning or to create, it was Bereshit Torah. And John, Johannine Kabbalah, or Johannine Gospel, is establishing this is the original and the purpose and the function of Moses and the angel on the mountain that gave him Torah, was to establish the Word as the Messiah, to establish Torah as Jesus Christ. Because once you fulfill the house of Moses with the Messiah, guess what you have? A perfect house. What do you have before that? An imperfect house. What do you say? Thieves jump in the windows and steal. Why are thieves jumping into the windows, breaking down doors, according to scripture, and stealing? Because the house is not yet perfect because your belief systems are not the fullness of Jesus, the Torah, and Moses, the Torah. They have to be one. Moses and the Lamb standing on Mount Zion. Mount Zion being the Father's glory. Zion is the place where the Ark of the Temple rested in all the emanations of true Shekinah light. That's what Zion is. There's no Zion before David. King David established Zion in Jerusalem. How did he do it? Come and see. He took the Ark out of Obed-Edom's house and placed it on a hill inside Jerusalem. That's what Zion is. Why was it called Zion? Because it emanated the Shekinah glory from the ark. It was not even encapsulated. It was out in the open so anyone in the whole world could walk through Jerusalem and see the glory of God emanating from the ark with the Ten Commandments, Aaron's staff that budded, and the manna from the wilderness. Those were the contents in, in the ark. Guys, that is Zion. Now today, Zion is the Father's throne. That was a type and shadow of establishing God the Father's throne on earth and not just way up in heaven. He's always been way up in heaven. What good does that do you unless it's on earth as it is in heaven? So it's through wisdom and teaching you're saved by hearing the gospel, but not just any old gospel, not an opposition gospel, not an American gospel. Restore the ancient path. We need to understand the gospel of John 1, 1 
in the beginning, before all time, was the Word Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. Now listen to it in Hebrew. Bereshit Torah, and the Torah was Yarevave, and the Torah was Yarevave Himself. John 1 1. That's exactly what it says. Bereshit Torah. It's establishing the deity of the living word, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. If that is not established, the written word will never come alive when you read it. That's why it's the beginning of the gospel, John 1, 1. Amen? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And until Mm -hmm. there is a deification of scripture, you could study for a hundred years and it won't emanate Shekinah. Notice, Torah is deified in the very first sentence of the gospel. In the beginning, before all time, was the word, Torah, Christ, Torah. And the Torah, Christ, was with Yadevave. And the Torah, Christ, was Yade, Yadhevave himself. Let me say that again. And the Torah, Christ, was Yadhevave himself. John 1 1, Hebrew. Literal translation. Hebrew literal translation. He, who's he? Torah Christ was present originally with Yarevave. So, you are establishing Jesus as Yarevave. Why is that so important? Some of you already say, well, I already knew that Jesus is God. The difference is the separation between Yarevave and Elohim. The deification of the New Testament in Messiah Jesus Christ is the importance of glorifying and fulfilling all the Old Testament and the prophets. That's what makes our house indestructible. Until there is a deification of New Testament scripture equal to that of Old Testament scripture, there's no fulfillment of the house. Therefore, the Old Testament house is ruled by Esau and Ishmael instead of Jacob, Israel, and what do they call him? The king of Israel. You, Nathaniel proclaimed, are the king of Israel. So it's Israel and Messiah versus Esau and Ishmael. Come and see. Esau and Ishmael were both hunters of the field. To hunt means to kill and rob while praying. Both of them were hunters, and Esau was like a hairy goat. So when the Bible says Jesus Christ will put the hairy goats to his left, some of you need to you know, shave your arms after hearing those because you're really hairy. You're, talking, you're taking it personally. It's not talking about the behemoth, men. Oh, or, yeah, or, or the ladies, you know, if you go in <laughs> a few days... Talking about the creature bearing. Go in a the few images. days, uh, nice uh, prophetic <laughs> excuse to not shave your legs anymore. The holy mustache, is, the bearded um, woman. Uh, Here's your prophetic excuse to not shave your legs anymore as long as you We want. don't care about any of that. What matters is I need my hairy goat you're getting glorified. appearance. You're like, hey, I'm actually doing this to enact the hairy goat legs and arms of Esau <laughs> to, to give him this soup so I can get his inheritance. No, don't do that. I don't want any messages from <laughs> upset husbands. She oh, doesn't man. shave her legs anymore. They Start serving your husband red lentil soup to steal his inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Shaba. Yeah, there's so much mm. deception. It's so sad how common that kind of thinking, honestly, is in charismatic 
Christianity. <laughs> and I noticed it's very common to charismatic <laughs> Christianity. I hated. Here's <laughs> oh, no strife in the house. Come on, man. It is really shocking, actually. You know, I, I come from like an outer court Christian background. <laughs> and even though they have strife, the, the mentality is just... When you get spiritual, but without consecration, without mm. circumcision, it gets worse. So I noticed it's all that weird, like, the husbands and wives are like enemies. And, you know, I grew up in, like, the outer courts where even they're at strife. They're an entity. Like, all the girls' Bible groups that I'd ever been a part of, like, online in the outer court, every single one of them, all their husbands worked a job and worked hard so that they could be a housewife and their dreams come true and paid off all their school debt. That was just a sport across the board standard so they could grow up. So they worked as hard as they needed to. I'm talking like all of them. It was not even like a rare thing. It's common. That's the expectation. The Edomite blessings. So it was like they could be the stay at home mom. They could have a beautiful wedding. Like, you know, even whether they had like a ton of money or very little, like there was just, they worked together as a unit. And I found in my journey traversing through all the different camps of Christianity is it was actually William Sonoma Silverware. <clears throat> yeah, there was actually a lot more uh, peace and blessings in a lot of these outer court Christians' homes because they didn't have so much spirituality mm. without circumcision. So what you find is the nastiest, worst kind of relational things you find the more spiritual it gets but there's still no circumcision so there's a higher responsibility but they don't know what to do with it and so they kill each other (laughs) so that whole thing about like like steal my husband's inheritance or higher demons it's really insane and i was like man why because this really compelled me because i knew that when i got baptized in the holy spirit it was like being born again i knew it was real I knew I understood not to listen to the outer court concerns because I knew it was from God. But what was strange to me is the camps of that kind of you know cultures around baptism of the Holy Spirit. It was so much worse in almost every way. It was shocking. So much less peace, way more strife. I mean, just the kind of what's normal. How. Uh, charismatic Christian couples treat each other and their families. That's so bizarre. It was so bizarre and demonic to me. It made me start to question, like, am I really on the right track? And that's why a lot of people remain outer court because they they actually have discernment to see how demonic the Holy Spirit believers are, the filled believers are. And they're not wrong. It's just they're wrong about the Holy Spirit. It's like, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, that's the it gives it a bad... The well, and the, the problem is, is they can see a lot of the Ruah do have a seed of a demonic, a higher demonic entity. So what happens is they ruin the witness. They stand at the gate so others won't enter because they've ruined the reputation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit because there is a lot of demonic t- speaking in tongues. And there is a lot of strife and a lot of problems that they just didn't even have in the outer Most courts. Most of them are outside of Jerusalem's mm-hmm. walls, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. So, but, so what you see happen is... Baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking tongues is 100% real and from God. But because of what has been done with that and the mismanagement and misuse of the Ruah soul and using it for the enthronement of the demonic and being selfish and staying under Jezebel's tower and not going higher and being stagnant. Remember, stagnant waters, when the river's blocked up, 
What does it turn into? A swamp. It's also a, di- a mm-hmm. diabolical genius strategy to keep them from going after the spirit because they oh, look right. a certain way so they stay in a flesh exactly. and never get the empowerment for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So who's wrong? Both camps are wrong, but in different ways. And again, it's diabolical genius. You always gotta, you have to understand they're always Principalities are called in scripture to diabolical genius. Camps against That's each a definition. Other. Study mm-hmm. the Bible. Yeah, so how does that work when you get, okay, so it's easier for us because we, most of us, we've gone past both of those camps. But when you were going through it, it wasn't really clear to you. It seemed like the battle, the heat of confusion and smoke and blood and what's going on. Blood, and then, fire, and billows of smoke, Joel's army. So when you're above it, it's easier to see what happened, right? You can see, oh yeah, wow, that makes <laughs> sense. They're wrong over here, but these ones, they were also wrong because of this. And it turns out it was all just Satan plans to turn God's house against each other mm. and prevent people from moving forward. And if they did move forward, keep them from going further. That's all they ever do. Now, what's some of the di- diabolical genius? Once you get past there, it's really not even that genius once your eyes are open to it. Let's take this for example. False signs and wonders for the purposes of accusation. You ever had this kind of experience? Pride of holiness. When, uh, let's say, you get around somebody. Let's just pretend I'm the demon in charge of ruining your day or your life or whatever. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Got my assignment. All right. How are we going to ruin? Let's see. Let's ruin Stephanie's life. <laughs> You know, like, all right, this is my assignment. I've got a quota to make for the day. How can I, as lazily as possible... The demonic instructions. How can I, as lazily as possible, ruin Stephanie's day? Let's see. Um, all right, gotta go to work. All right. Who around her at work that she's, that's pretty nice to her? I can get them... I can sneak something in there. That'll be good. We'll get that. Plan a few false lies. Put a little flattery. Say nice things to her. And kind of low-key... Oh, are you sure you're okay? I saw how they were being to you, you know? Like, kind of like false uh, niceness. Mm. To kind of plant seeds of uh, strife between her and other co-workers. Whoever's an easy target. Whatever. It doesn't matter who they're mad at. Who they're strife. As long as it accomplishes my will, which is propagation of serpent seed line and harvesting their energy, who cares? I get my quote for the day, and then Bub isn't going to give me a hard time. I can just chill out. I'm good. Okay, let's see. Oh, she's married. Oh, this will be good. Oh, they have destinies. All right, so let's see here. By now, they should already have significant trauma because of the kind of destinies they have. So we'll just go ahead. Some other demons have already done the hard work before me to get that. So we'll just pull up their file here. Oh, yeah. What usually works for them? Let me just pull it up here on my screen. All right. I was pretty resilient against that. That That's not going to work. Ooh, has shown a history of weakness for this, this, and that. All right. We'll try that. Now, this one seems to be a sore spot. Got some old sins that aren't erased off the sapphire stones yet. They're not really currently active in that sin. But let's see if we can get them this week. All right. Mm. Okay, alright, here we go. Mm, so good. And then, uh, oh, you know what? This will be good. Uh, wait until, let's see, uh, we're gonna wait until when she gets home, make sure she's really tired and upset from work. Everyone's gonna give her a hard time today. It's gonna be hilarious. It's just, mm-hmm, ah, ha, ha. 
and uh, demonic joy at others' expense. Uh, uh, yeah, it's good. And then, and then we'll get a couple of little, the little hiders just to like knock things over at the wrong time, right when her boss is watching. Mm. Okay. And by the time she gets home, and you know what, we'll rearrange the seating charts to make sure all the everyone we know is a horrible tipper that's already bitter about money. We'll be in her section tonight. <laughs> By the time she gets home, she's gonna be a mess. And those demons are evil, aren't and they? And then, all right, just let's make sure there's a slight delay over here at this bus, so that when she gets here at this time, and then this person's gonna be mean to her over here. This guy's really cranky all the time. We can use him for sure. He's on drugs constantly. Easy, no problem. His little demon, lower rank than me, he'll do whatever I tell him to. So I make sure he gets his butt over here and is ready at the stop when she gets home. And if he doesn't listen to me, I'll go kick his ass. And then, there you go, that's how they treat each other. All right, we're all set up. Okay, so now let's get the grand finale. This is gonna be so good, I'm gonna do so much damage today. My boss is gonna be so happy with me. I'm be like, yeah, he's no problem. I'm the best at being the worst. All right, and then now, she's totally worn down. Is already on her, she's right about to go home on her knees praying about finances. I can already smell it. I'm gonna get a promotion this year. I know, thank you. Alright, okay, so then when all that all that energy is in, it's gonna feel so bad, and then she's gonna get home and just be ready, just about on the verge of tears, just holding it back. Then I'm gonna set it up. I'm gonna have the, uh, what do you call them? I'm gonna have our, uh, anti, our anti-technology, uh, what do you call them? The little guys, the buggers that get in the electronics. We're gonna send like 25 of those motherfuckers in there right when she goes in and touches the thing and that is gonna break. And we're gonna do it right after all that and right when her husband is trying to watch TV. <laughs> right about Bible time. Wait until he goes to put on this Bible time. And so then right when she touches that TV, that thing's gonna break. And guess whose fault it is? Oh, everyone's gonna know it's Stephanie's fault. Your witchcraft. Ho, ho, ho. This is why it's all your fault. And then guess what? She's going to be on probation. No one's going to have compassion for her. They're not going to pray for her. They're just going to be like, I'll be praying for you. And we'll just, everyone will be like, mm, you need to repent. That's a lot of witchcraft coming out of you. And she'll probably completely shut down and lose hope for at least another couple weeks. Oh wait, is that too real? Does anyone know? Does anyone have a familiar story to you? This is like basic, this is not even doing a very good job in hell. It gets way more complicated in, ex in expertise than that. That's just like mid-tier, low-level planning. And the whole point, what's the whole point? It doesn't matter if things go well for you or they go bad for you. Here's another one. Let's do this one. They like attacking couples, so we'll find another couple. Man, I don't even want to say their names so I don't want to give demons any ideas. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, I know you guys are resilient. You'll be around here. Yeah. You'll be fine. Don't teach demons. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I say. I'm not too much of a... If I, I don't we'll want to give them too much them. good ideas, you know. They're like, man, that yeah, was actually good. I'm write that down. smarter than most demons. You don't want to I don't want to give them, them too ideas. many good ideas. Yeah. I, I like to save my ideas for destroying hell. Anyway, but this is just... Uh, here's another one that that's... This one's... It's, this one's nothing new. They use this one a lot, too. Um, all right, we've got a couple here. They're doing pretty good in their spiritual walk. They're totally on board. They want to be with Arlem. Okay, yeah, they're tithers. 
they got zeal they're they're on they're praying like at least an hour a day they're on the prayer list anytime there's any need they give they're on the up and up they're increasing they're actually climbing up they're getting towards top of Malkut. they might actually go cosmic let's go see what we can do about that can't have that can we <laughs> otherwise guess you know it's gonna be my head on the dropping block as a demon who messed up yeah, can't have that. It's life and death it ain't for gonna, it, it ain't gonna be me. I can, or if it does get messed up, I'll blame it on the other demon. It's his fault that it, the whole plan got messed up, and I had a better. Okay, so I got my own backup plan so that I don't get. They have their own hell before hell, um, depending on how bad they mess up their quotas. Um, yeah. So okay, we got this nice couple. They're doing well. They're in a drills bar. I can hear the demon say, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> I heard that audibly right now. <laughs> all right, all right, bring it thick. Bring it thick. Okay, help me out. Let me out. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. So, they're watching the Joel's Bar regularly. They're tithing. They're supporting. They watch Shadrach. They take the master class diligently. They do at least 30 minutes of Bible a day. They're doing everything right. They're rebuking all their familiars every day. They set up a daily perimeter, so it's a little bit harder to get to these ones. We're gonna need something a little more subtle that they won't notice. Okay. <laughs> you know. <sighs> yeah. All right, how about this? They're working a little too tightly. Male and female working well together in the glory. That's literally the most dangerous thing against hell. They're starting to learn righteousness together, these couples. We're gonna need to do something about that. All right, you know what, how about this? Let's pick one, let's review their history, let's review their sin history, and their, their adherence to loyalty under pressure history. Oh yes. If we bring up some kind of sin of somebody that they love or trust sin while they were still Christian but before they learned righteousness and violently assault those accusations of their loved one or loved ones upon them or their leaders or something that we can use to say look what a horrible person they are they had all these sins while they were saved but before righteousness and whichever one of the two will crack more easily under pressure will crack uh, and lose loyalty under that kind of pressure. They haven't really overcome Je Jezebel's tower yet, but we can get them to crack. Almost nobody overcomes Jezebel in all the church age, so that we have solid chance at trying that. People are weak against fairies. I don't know why the humans are so weak against fairies. Who cares? Works for me. All right. Whatever gets the job done is not going to be my butt out there, you know, blah, 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 get, you know, getting punished by whoever okay so if that doesn't work all right why don't we do this this is the one they were upset about <laughs> let's take one of them male or female whichever one will be the easiest to use in this way we'll review their history and let's make sure everything goes really well for just one of them <laughs> the only the, the husband or the wife but not both so wherever they go, let's just pick one. We'll call that one the favored one. Oh, favored one, mighty are thou. Let's really puff them up. 
Okay, so uh, I'm gonna talk to the demon. Okay. All right. Hey, yeah, you're in charge of uh, so and so uh, blocking the revelations. I'm gonna need you for the next two weeks. Just don't block any of the revelations. Just take the take two weeks off. Two weeks vacation. All right. Cool. You're gonna tell me that twice. All right. Bye. All right. So for two weeks, no blockages to any revelation. So they are gonna have the best revelation of their entire life right now. Who cares? I'm not gonna do anything with it after we destroy them. It's fine. All right. I'm gonna call the pride department. All right. We're gonna need to hit a bomb in this. Boom, boom, boom. All right. I'm gonna put a notice on this person. So when you scan them, when they walk by, it'll come up on your profile. Uh, do not block this person's favor. Now, wherever this person goes, they'll have favor with everyone. Everything works well for them. Roll out the red carpet treatment. Throw the confetti. They're wonderful. They can't do anything wrong. Everyone loves them. Don't incite anyone in the vicinity when they scan walk by. Let the local person know. We're giving them two weeks of perfect favor and perfect revelation. Don't even interfere. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. You guys are doing the old switch. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Got it. All right. It's in there. Now, every demon who scans him, they'll know. So, okay. Oh, mighty are you favored one. <laughs> so now, on this one is the favored one. But the other partner, whoo! About to have the worst two weeks of their life. No favor. Maximum opposition to revelation. And every fault-finding spirit in the region. That's your job. There's a target. There's a red X right there. So make sure wherever they go, the one is favored. Everything will work well from the other one. No matter what they do, everyone will notice it wrong. Any little thing wrong. Anytime they bring a true word of correction from God, instruction, highlight the little flaws. Like if there's a little pride there, magnify it. If there's a little something over their head that they don't even really know yet, make that so every, pull back that veil so everybody can see their faults. So guess what? Now, whenever they bring a true word from God, all they will, everyone will reject that word and that instruction because all they can see is the flaw of the vessel. They mm. won't even care that God's using it because all they can see is faults. <laughs> this works like 98% of the time. And all they'll do is, and anytime they try to bring the word of God, everyone will remember that incident, will imprint it emotionally that anytime they even remember this person bringing a word of instruction or a revelation from God, they will be attacked for that memory forever. Mm. And all everyone will think is, that was you and your pride and you did this. And guess what? If there was even a little bitterness in there, they've been repenting, magnify it. Everyone can see it. Well, you're just bitter. You gave that to me in bitterness. <laughs> so now they can only see the negative part of the broken vessel. Because these humans, they're too dumb. These humans are too dumb to understand that no one's going to be perfect until the final 10 weeks. No one's there yet. Which means, guess what? We can capitalize on this. And then this person's going to get so puffed up. They got all the knowledge, all the revelation that's flowing. Be sure to throw some leaven in there so it'll puff it up so it's not digestible to their spirit anymore. They won't even notice two week by two weeks in. They're having the best. They're going to feel the greatest. They're going to have the most everything, anointing, and blah. Who cares? It's about to self-destruct. They'll fatten themselves already for slaughter. We, after that first week, we won't even have to lift a finger. Almighty oh, and favored one. For two weeks, and every demon knows it wherever you go. And then the other partner. 
nothing for you. Everyone will despise everything you say, pretty much. And now, this get this one, this little guy or this little girl, the favored one, will start to look. What is wrong with you, man? You're struggling, man. I'm having the best time of my life. This is, I've been revelating nonstop. You just need to get it together. What a mess. Oh my gosh. Now we have increased enmity. Guess what? Two weeks, I'm going on a vacation. They'll take care of the rest of it themselves. There's my promotion. And guess what? Now that seed, I've got that in them. It'll propagate itself throughout all their friends and all their electronics, and their families, and I'm just gonna sit back and relax and enjoy my promotion, and sip on a pina colada in some- The enemy's so in strife. Mm-hmm. That's good insight into That's the one that was gonna expose that they're like, oh no. Mm. Holy ghost. It doesn't take that much to figure out, but for some reason we get so dull. Like we act, here's the thing. If it's ever about Anything other than just, especially if there's people in your life you know you're walking with for eternity. If there's anything about strife or fault finding or whatever it is, it's not like anyone in heaven thinking that way. Imagine you're Jesus. Have you ever had an encounter with Jesus? How does he make you feel? You want to be that to the people that you're correcting? That's our goals, right? We're not there yet, but we'll get there. You want to be Christ. To your friends and family. You don't want to be the tempter to bitterness than to accuse so that there's no opening for your family members to speak the word of God because all of you are called to speak the word of God in your homes, in your work life, your family life, all of it. But if we're constantly fault finding, right, what does the correction come with the correction? It can come with severity, but what we want on the scholar's path is for it to come with the gentleness and the humility and that ever-present feeling of the presence of God, which comes with, you know, when's the last time Jesus showed up to you in a manifestation and said, oh man, what's wrong with you? Never. How, when has he ever, even in the worst of your activities, when did Jesus manifest and said, there's so much witchcraft, oh my God. The Lamb in Jerusalem. He never talked to you like that. Now here's the yeah. thing. We've only known majority instruction from overlords of demons. Jezebel Christianity, it's been mostly demonic. But if that's what we are raised in or around, that's mostly what we know. So we need more encounters with Christ to model our behavior after Christ, but you can simply just take all these things that we've exposed about how the enemy's thinking, and now look around your family. Next time there's any tension in your family, guarantee there's a demon. Every single time. It's not even about, you might want to add this in your notes, family drama or friendship drama is always a demonic distraction from revelation. Always. Where's your breakthrough? Your breakthrough is never going to be in the nitpicking, the little things he sh- he said, she said, they said, we said, or, well, what are we going to do about this? You know, no. You know what you're going to do about it? 
you're gonna play the summer camp worship YouTube songs that have just been uploaded to YouTube. Hallelujah. Burn it up in the holy light. And spend 30 minutes with your family. You know what? Why don't we take a praise break from this argument? Because I think <laughs> we're getting clipped right now. Let's just take a praise break and just see if it doesn't work itself out in 30 minutes of praise for the evening. If if it's if there's tension. Likely continuing to discuss the issue mm. is just going to be them trying to get you de more demonized. So it'll be a demon on or in you, just bantering back and forth with the demon on and in them. The demons might be mad at each other, or they might just be messing with you and having a good time. Don't let them take advantage of your evening, of your days like that. Let them be accursed. Amen. And to start to curse every familiar spirit. Yep. In every familiar way and thought pattern way of Whoa. interacting. You just see that? Yeah. Yeah. Bam! You know, it's great. I was cursing <laughs> familiar demons earlier Lord. today. Because this is, I want to hold myself to the, our own standard. And there was something, I could feel there was something demon in the vehicle. And so I take my rod of righteousness, which is what? Did I have a little physical Sailor Moon? wand that you know order off of ebay or something to like go around and hitting things with no but that sounds like a great idea i might do that but no would i take my physical invisible rod of righteousness and i said i curse every familiar spirit every familiar demon in this car bam and as soon as i said that i physically felt the reverberations and then the car alarm, as soon as I hit it and I felt it reverberate, hit that demon right on the head. The whole car alarm went off. <laughs> and I'm just sitting in the car waiting for him to go get, you know, some kind of, we gotta get some kind of paper or something. I'm sitting in the car. I'm like, well, hit, hit it. We hit the, we hit it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> and so. Keep cursing those familiar demons. Don't just do, oh, that was, we did that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no. Every day. Every day. Totally. You're at total war You'll right be now. cursing every day. You know, the, you know the enemy's trying to be cursing you every day. Why don't you curse oh. them every day? They're doing everything they can against this generation. <clears throat> if Roe versus Wade didn't kill you, everything else been trying to since mm -hmm. you were born a woman. Truth in you. So the next time there's any negative feelings... I'm, go I'm focusing specifically on homes because the enemy hates the family unit. That could be cousins, brothers, sisters, uncles, nieces, nephews, husbands, wives. The enemy hates family. The enemy hates the natural families and the peace. spiritual families. He hates peace. Oh, he hates unity more than anything. Mm -hmm. So if there's anything that's not... <laughs> Just like manifest unity. He hates Jerusalem. He hates the Lamb. Mm -hmm. He hates Israel. He hates the winning side. Yep. So start doing what they you can. They are bitter, sore losers. Mm -hmm. And the only way they'll ever shut up is the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. Amen. Oh yeah. Some of you, I think you were waiting for a confirmation to go back and watch Shadrach's uh, Tearing Down the Crowns of Bitterness video again. This is your confirmation. You'll want to watch it one more time, at least maybe two times. You can spread it out. Put that on your list. Uh, when, after the initial kind of tearing down, there's a little bit of a kickback there. There's an impartation in that video. It's really powerful, so make sure you find some time to go back through at least once, but preferably twice. Again, 
let the Holy Spirit lead you on how you want to space that out. Uh, but you'll want to go and revisit that tearing down the crowns of bitterness. Mm-hmm. And then maybe after the show or in the RLM Facebook page uh, later, some people could uh, share that link again if you know where that is, just to make that easy for the other viewers to find that if you have not seen it. Oh man, you'll want to yeah, go. You can do follow your two, CFI two RLM TV on YouTube, mm-hmm. and under the lives, it'll be just about a week ago. It'll mm-hmm. say tearing down the crown of bitterness. It's a very powerful one. You'll want to bookmark that and save that for any time that you or a loved one might need to deal that is with the tearing down the bitterness because it's real. If they're going to be relentless and trying to sow bitterness. You want to be even more relentless in attacking it and getting it out and cursing those familiars and cursing those demons and what? blessing and forgiving yourself and your family and your loved What's ones. What's the opposite of wormwood, which is the star that fell from heaven, bitterness of one third of the fallen angels that killed the one third of the waters and one third of the earth of those that drink from the cup of the losers. What's the opposite of that? Milk and honey. <laughs> Amen. The land of milk and honey, mm-hmm. which is supernal Israel of the Messiah King Jesus Christ. Amen. And that milk and honey, if you remember from the book of Jasher, those are the Sweetness two stones of Hod and Netzah, which as we've been talking about, it's been a topic lately. When you're under the Tower of Jezebel, what comes down through the Tower of Jezebel is from the clippeth Hod and Netzah of the uncircumcised, uh, the uncircumcised sapphire stones. So anything that's the foreskin, which is what? The dust and the dirt or the membrane, the false light. Those are the false prophets, Hod and Netzah. So as you're dealing with coming out from the false prophet, which is most of everything you've heard in the glory stream in church age, it all has had mixture. So when you've had mixture with the false prophet, the milk and honey is bitter to you. There's no source of pure milk and honey. So if, it, if the supply keeps getting tainted, there's an issue there with the Hod and the Netzah. It has to be both legs of prophecy, which are the pillars of uh, Boaz and Jacob. An, an angel touched my left leg when he mm. said hot at the same exact time. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's powerful. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right. Yes, amen. <laughs> really grateful you for You guys know angels. the divine body? You yeah, you want to learn this one. Here it is. You put your left foot. There's hod, hip, the left hip, the left leg, the left knee, the left ankle. Corresponding to Mercury, Hod means splendor and glory in Hebrew. And this is the divine body, you might have heard of it, called the body of Christ, the body of Messiah, Jesus Christ. We know because we read the New Testament, it's a celestial body of celestial flesh because the second Adam cannot die again, it is written. It is an invincible, immortal body. And those are all scriptures in the New Testament. Study to show yourselves approved. In order to have that invincible, immortal body, it has to correspond with the Sephirot, which is the Genesis 1, Bereshit Elohim, and the fourth day, the creation of the stars. Amen. And I have some share some of my notes on uh, Had, uh, since the angels are talking about Had. Had, uh, yeah. H O like capital H O, capital D A, capital Y A, capital H, Hadaya. Praise and thanksgiving. Praise and thanksgiving. 
In our context, this is about confession in front of the Zadik, which rectifies Malkut. Some oral tradition there of Had. So praise and thanksgiving, the legs, we talked about the clapping and the dancing. Pure prophecy, again, oil of joy. When you're dancing and you're praising God, yes, it's it's for his benefit because he enjoys being praised by his children when they worship in spirit and truth and you praise in spirit and truth, but it, a lot of what God does, it's mainly out of his love for you for your benefit. He's very selfless. It's not about selfishness. It's not just like me, 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 give me all the praise. He's not really like that. He deserves all the praise and all the glory and honor and we should want to give it to him. But he's actually so selfless. Oftentimes when he's commanding you to praise, it's for your own benefit because oh, yeah. that's how he cares for you. Lamb in Jerusalem. Amen. So that's praise and thanksgiving. So the if your things are bitter and there's something there that's blocking up the hot and the netza, the dancing and the praise are just simply standing up. Make a decree. Whack the air with your right hand, holding your your rod of righteousness, your scepter, your you know scepter of authority over kings, kings and queens, princes, princesses, and the kingdom. Uh, the size or the impact of your authority and the spirit is going to grow as you grow up mm -hmm. on sapphire stones. But if you're aligned uh, with people who are walking on sapphire stones, you're aligned in this ministry. Uh, I watched a show a long time ago, and this, stu this stuck with me. There was a little orphan kid, and he had all kinds of problems. It was very violent, had very many issues. And in a way, he gets adopted into this family of lightning. And what happens is, as soon as he learns submission to authority, uh, the, male, the lead male figure has a lot of lightning. And that's kind of what you notice. Like with Brandon, he has a lot of lightning. Why? Because of heights on the sapphire stone. More than a Sith Lord. Oh, 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 oh. That's the goal, right? Seven you know? lightnings concealed. Concealed. My great humility. Though so you're walking Seal in lightning. Up. So what, what do we notice? You know, with the people who are rising on sapphire stones, they start to operate in lightning. And that's what you see when we were standing, when we were doing, um, we were getting uh, the moon circumcised, like on Yasado. I can't remember what rung it was, in Yetzirah maybe somewhere. Or Berea, I can't remember where it was, but the physical moon, for the first time in documented history, scientists oh, yeah. uh, cap they saw lightning on the moon. Mm -hmm. That's only when we were doing this stuff summer. on the moon. So they actually, it's documented by scientists first now. First time ever, lightning on the moon this summer. And that's where we're dealing with the moon and one of the, uh, we were on the Assad as one of the rungs on one of the worlds. Amen. So it, it, it was corresponding. Your spirit and mm -hmm. soul are literally... It's on physical, that yeah. Planet. You're physically there. Yeah. It's real. It's invisible, physical, right? There's no separation. You know the holy angels are there. Mm -hmm. Do you know scripture takes you there through obedience mm -hmm. to the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's what you need to know. And that's regardless of whether you not whether or not you perceive everything that's happening. Your spirit's going to be doing a lot of things before you perceive all of it. The most important thing that you perceive is the understanding and knowing what rung you're on and if it's circumcised all the way or not before you continue how else could it say revelation 12 12 woe to the inhabitants of the earth but rejoice mm -hmm. exceedingly you who live in the heavens revelation 12 12 that's exactly what's written woe to the inhabitants of earth rejoice exceedingly you who live in the heavens what a contrast mm -hmm. i think he has expectations mm -hmm. but he also has has impartations so mm -hmm. you're not left to do it mm -hmm. in your own trust him he will raise you up 
Yeah, so the little kid in the show, and this is a long time ago, but this one thing stuck with me was after his rebellion and orphan spirit and dealing with all that, came to realize that through submission to authority and aligning himself with that authority, instead of it just being him out there against the world and the hard knocks and barely getting by, as soon as he understood submission to authority and humility, all the lightning of that house, that powerhouse mm. of the patriarch, of that like makeshift family, began to flow through that young boy. And he had the revelation, he realized that it was a household of lightning. Spirit of adoption. It was, so everyone who was adopted through submission <laughs> to a person, the, the person who was the chosen leader, the, that submission to apostolic authority, to your authority figures in your life, when it's sapphire stones, that is the power of lightning. It's a household of lightning. That power flows through. You hear, um, you know, Apostle Shadrach Jacob's talking about... Ladder. Amen. It's for all nations. You'll hear Apostle Shadrach talking about the grace that you honor works for you. And so what happens when he does that, or, you know, when we come on the broadcast, why does he, you know, he can tell when there's like the fire and things like that, because when you align with your true family of lightning, or when that fire is coming down from heaven, when you align an angelic protocol, it flows down to you. And so now you're empowered by grace of a higher level than you because of kingdom honor and humility and submission to authority. And why do most people struggle with that? Because if you try to do those things in under Jezebel's tower, in the church age buildings made by human hands, all it does is get you hurt. Mm. All it does is cause more harm. All it does is open you up to spiritual, emotional, and even in extreme cases, sometimes physical abuse. And because people have experienced that, they're not really quick to, you know, submit to authority, uh, to align themselves with the sapphire stones because of trauma, PTSD. Well, it was horrible then. It's going to be horrible again. You know, that kind of you know, uh, once bitten, twice shy kind of thing. So sometimes it just takes people a while to warm up and understand, oh, this is a sapphire stone. This is the kingdom age. It works differently. It Archangel works Michael calls that Esau's house. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's Israel's house and Esau's house. The counterfeit of all Israel is Esau. Okay. So Israel's archangel is the guardian angel, Michael, the prince, the beloved of all angel armies. That's of the house of Israel. How many of y'all know Israel had a brother, Esau, who rejected his inheritance entirely from Isaac? Okay? That inheritance is only hell. That is all hell, and his prince is Samael, the serpent rider, the one that tempted Eve in the Garden mm -hmm. of Eden and caused the, the fall of mankind. Mm -hmm. It's the highest-ranking demon, the king of demons, and you're at war against it. And this thing comes and tries to bring enmity in all your relationships. Mm -hmm. But the answer is always the wisdom of Michael. It is. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. comes with the gospel. This is the gospel midair. What is the gospel midair of the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ? It's what the angels of the God I am whom I serve believe and preach to each other on their posts as obedient serving ministering spirits who love Jesus Christ and who love you and want you to overcome your demons and your sins today. Amen. 
In order to do that, there must be things that are in darkness brought into the light. Things that are whispered in your inner invisible person of your heart, shouted from the rooftops. It's not shouting negativity. It's bringing it in with the shout of the archangel. What is the shout of the archangel? It is the gospel of the archangel. Truth anyhow. The gospel of the archangels is the eternal gospel. Your gospel is partial. Much of it is opposition gospels because it's human and it's earthly. It's from dirt, dust, and serpents that have been given to crawl on their bellies eating the dust of the earth under human souls and under nefesh and carnal minds. But now we're going to have an angelic gospel that removes all the serpents and causes people to rise on sapphire stones. It will take you understanding the difference of the inheritance of Israel and the difference of the inheritance of Esau. That is a foundation of heaven and hell you must have written on your hearts and your minds because Esau was a hairy goat. Well, what does it say? Genesis 30, 40. Jacob separated the lambs and Jacob was Rebekah's lamb, it is written. What does Messiah say? The lambs on my right, the goats on my left. What is final judgment of Messiah King Jesus Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? The separating of Esau, hairy goat hunters, which means killing and robbing while praying, everything outside the city gates of the protocol of Jerusalem of Israel and the Messiah of Israel, and inside only fishermen, outside only hunters, outside mm-hmm. only Esau, inside only Jacob. Sheep on the inside, goats on the outside. The truth is, much of our lives has a mixture in areas of your heart, soul, mind, and strength corresponding to circumcisions. If you've had the goat killed so you can have fun with your friends, Luke 15, it is written to come into the Father's house more deeply. Okay? So how did the prodigal come home? It is written, kill the goat. What is the goat? All the hunting. What is the calf? All the rebellion. What is the goat? All the religion. Religion is the Antichrist. It's not a minor demon. It's the very principalities that run the whole kingdom of hell, as you know it, in all ten weeks that we must overcome. So there's. it's not even an issue if you're religious. It's how much you're aware of it in order to deal with it in your own heart and soul and mind and bones and marrow daily to obliterate it by engaging in Torah, understanding Scripture, the Word of God, is what the washing of the water is to save you, not once, but daily. Daily being saved, lest we go astray, mm-hmm. even after coming into saving faith of Jesus Christ. How do we know we've gone astray? Numbers says, when their hearts and their eyes are no longer on me, but on their own desires and on immorality. Mm. Okay? If your eyes begin to wander and your heart begins to Mm. wander, it doesn't matter if you once walked with Jesus. Jesus Christ said you get seven times worse. An evil spirit comes out of a person, goes through dry, arid places, comes back to its host and finds it clean and swept, finds seven demons more wicked than itself and possesses the person. And the latter condition is worse than the former. It is written Messiah's Torah, which means how do we stay clean on the inside? The Shekinah of the Word of God has to possess the soul. Otherwise, it's only a temporary Mm -hmm. deliverance. We don't need temporary deliverance. Temporary deliverance gets you seven times worse every time. 
The demons will allow mm-hmm. the temporary deliverance. What they don't want is the fruit that lasts. Mm-hmm. Fruit that lasts is now more of Yade Vave, his person. I labor amongst you tirelessly until Christ be fully formed in you. Jesus Christ, Messiah King of all Shekinah glory and all Jacob's ladder, the King mm-hmm. of Israel, being formed progressively from out of your belly, flowing rivers of glory. But of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. So there is nothing unclean on the inside. That's why mm-hmm. he says, I make fish. Why fishers only? Mm -hmm. Never once hunters. Hunters are Esau. Fishers are his apostles and Jacob, both referenced as fishermen and sheep and lambs because we work within the living waters. We work within the tools inside Jerusalem's walls. What are they? Torah, blood of Jesus, water of Jesus, and spirit of Jesus. Mm -hmm. These are the tools of Jerusalem below Mm -hmm. and above. And if you only stay in fisherman tools and never hunting tools, which what are hunting tools? Spears mm-hmm. at each other's backs, swords into each other's bellies, bows and arrows of accusation into each other's brains and necks and heads and blood and marrow and every other thing, just using everything outside Jerusalem in religion to hunt each other, rather than to sacrifice yourself to go in through the pearl gates Mm -hmm. into Jerusalem to become fishers of men. There is no hunting allowed in Old Testament Mm -hmm. or New Testament. All of that is the hairy goat Mm -hmm. of Esau, the kingdom of hell, entirely Mm -hmm. cursed into the lake of fire. Anathema during these days by the fishermen established Mm -hmm. inside Jerusalem's walls through Jesus Christ our Messiah. Amen. Amen. Bam. <laughs> See all the people on that. Yeah. You notice they used nets for fishing. It wasn't like spears and hooks. And the description you find in the New Testament of fishers of men, you find them using nets. And you'll also notice, as the apostle speaking of, the methods, you know, the difference between Jacob and Esau. What's the main fruit that you can tell which one you're in? When you're trying to discern a problem or fix a problem, and there are believers involved in the equation. (laughs) Any believers. I don't care how bad they're manifesting. Any believers. Especially if they're going after righteousness. You may never accuse them in any way. Amen. Do not become an accuser. No Satan. Samael is the accuser. The head of the Satan is the head of the accusers, right? King of demons. So when we're insinuating with our words that so-and-so is at fault because of some witchcraft, some manifestation is happening because of this person being bound up, well, here's the thing. That might be true. But what's even more true than what might be insinuated there is now you're an accuser of the brethren. You're taking facts and making statements accusing a brother or sister if they're learning righteousness that is so detrimental to god's plan right now so we have to always be aware that many of the demons who are on assignment against you listening at the sound of my voice to this broadcast there are demons who have been assigned against you what does that mean that means the kingdom of hell they have strategy their strategy is against the sons of God rising, mainly. So you're in that company now. Now, is that to put you in fear or to have some kind of worries? No. 
we're instructed to understand those devices of the enemy in the New Testament. So we would not have you unawares. Well, we've been uh, largely unawares from the sound of, you know, kind of the yeah. reaction and the gasps <laughs> yeah. in the audience as I'm just telling you the basic, most Wrong generic side of the veil. Buckley. Some of these are pretty insidious, insidious, but these are just, it gets way more deep and intense and manipulative and conniving than anything I mentioned tonight. I'm not even going to go there, we but I've seen it another maybe another time. time. That'd be really fun. It'd be really fun, like a whole like just expose, expose everything the enemy does, so that you can never be deceived again the rest of your life. That'd be wonderful. Oh, and here's the thing: <laughs> because of our default factory settings being messed up, I've actually found myself in these really embarrassing times where, even though I'm aware of the enemy devices, mm-hmm. be- I have a certain well, there might be like a weakness there, and even if I understand the enemy device. It's very difficult because of the emotions connected yeah. to the situation. They have so, come with black sun and they come mm-hmm. with black stars. So there's mm-hmm. an energy there that pulls on mm-hmm. the blood, the nefesh, mm-hmm. and the behemoth to mm-hmm. do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's when mm-hmm. you take it to Torah. That's when you take it to Torah. It. Yeah. So it helps. So in those times, I'm actually very grateful for the awareness of enemy devices because even though it has an effect on me in those cases, it's had an effect on me, I'm able to sin less than if I was just emotionally reacting and having no idea what was going on behind the scenes, right? Then I would be more upset at like a person or a believer. But there's no need to be upset at the people who are manifesting toward you. There's no reason for that because look, it's a demon. They're on assignment, but you're on assignment, right? What's your assignment? Mainly in your family right now, right? So if your family member is manifesting clippeth toward you, don't just assume it's just them. There's going to be a measure. How perfect are you of 10 weeks? Come on, right? Let's be real. How perfect are you of we're 10 weeks? We're buried under dust together like earthworms. <laughs> earthworms going at earthworms. We're going to rise from the dust together. Ah. And you come to a conclusion together. Listen, face reality. Get, yes. It's wonderful. It's freeing mm-hmm. to face reality yeah. where you're at. And then come to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. We're going to rise. Yes. We have the gospel. We have angels assigned to us. We have apostles that love us, that will lead us loyally and faithfully Mm -hmm. with no selfishness. We're going to rise out of all this dirt and dust of demons and hell, Mm -hmm. and we're going to be conquerors and overcomers of the end times. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you can do it. There's no reason. Yeah, you you can do it. You can do it. I mean, (laughs) amen. And your first fruits. And first fruits pioneers it for others mm-hmm. that come after yeah. you. That's why the sacrificing when it's not mainstream is controversial, misunderstood, mm-hmm. persecution, misunderstanding, all these different things. But once it's broken through for others, come on now, that's how champions mm-hmm. are formed. Yeah. 144,000 dread champions yeah. that become the eternal Israel of God living on the stars. Let's fulfill <laughs> prophecy. Then you can greet the newcomers like, all right, welcome, Buckwheat. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been a Buckwheat, oh, for I can't From tell so you how. So many victories in battle. Yeah. All so that battle regalia, honor amongst the archangels, yeah. known amongst the apostles in heavenly Jerusalem with the 24 elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin. It is mm-hmm. at hand on a silver platter for every one of you at the sound of my voice to be great in heavenly Jerusalem for eternity. It all depends on your reaction, your obedience, and your faith. In Jesus' name, make good decisions. As is written, 
Repent and bear fruit in keeping with repentance, which means keep doing the right thing and being obedient to the apostolic and angelic instructions both. Amen. Amen. Man, this is good. Glory. I feel encouraged. I, and think about it. You might think you've got a really long ways to go and how are you ever going to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, we have people that are really documenting the details of their notes rising onto the moon mm. and finishing Malkut. And that is so extremely helpful. Those of you who are pioneering as you're going up, your notes are so helpful because the first pioneering, like me just like clawing my way up to the moon, if that's like an accurate, like, ah, like, just like try, try not to die and kind of like we just the heat of the Minnesota. battle, you know, it was crazy. There's not like a nice little time for detailed notes. And like, it's like, oh my gosh, how we am I going to make absolute it? absolute seven worlds high. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So now that we have there's some structure and order and it's a little bit more calm. So it's not just like, you know, all hell breaking loose and, you know, whatever. So it, there, there's there's time for you to, to make those notes. And what's happening is as we establish the guard, and as we have more and more people on sapphire stones, rising on sapphire stones, all of your different notes of your experience, all your failures are really important. If you're able to document those in some way, maybe you're not ready to share them now. Maybe later when it's a little bit more, you've overcome it. It's really solid. But even before you share it, document some of those failures of what you learned. Hmm. That's actually such critical information. That's some of the most work really helps. Yeah, it really helps because then you don't just have one person or two people or three or four or five people now on sapphire stones. You're going to have all these different people going up and their experience. So it's one way and one path, but the the way it manifests in the different lives, it'll be the same test. It'll be the same concept, but the way it manifests it's going to look a little bit different. It's going to be slightly different depending on the person's life situation like, like it might be you know a spouse it might be a co-worker like test um you know different types of souls and and again the demons they look at the weaknesses of different kinds of souls and strengths so you're gonna have more well-rounded and well-versed understanding of what exactly goes on and you gain great understanding as you go up because you repeat I mean, how many times do we go? Do you, are you going to overcome Malkut? <laughs> you, there's a lot, how many Malkuts are on the way up? Yeah. You do it again and again and again. As Brandon said the other day, the first time is kind of the hardest because it's new. It's it's different. Angelic, it goes so against everything you've been nature. taught. It goes against everything that you've been taught is the best part of Christianity, and that's why yeah. it's hardest in, initially. Once you get used to it and you get used to righteousness. You know, correction, rising on sapphire stones, understand staying within the boundaries. Initial stubbornness mm -hmm. that the angelic protocol mm -hmm. that is literally so much older than mm -hmm. humanity is right and you are wrong about everything. Mm -hmm. That's the first step of overcoming. That's why it says angels help you inherit salvation because you can't inherit salvation at all by yourself. It is written. Amen. 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 I think it'd be fun to do some pictures here. We'll 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 just kind of go through a little review. We talked about the Omer. Uh, if you recall recently, we've had a lot of people get this uh, one Google Translate of tongues. Uh, Omer Adam. 
So we talked about the Omer, the counting of the Omer, and in the Hebrew they call it, in the Hebrew language they call it Sephirot Ha-Omer, which is the counting of weeks, counting of the days from Passover to Pentecost, or from the Omer offering, which is the barley offering, to the wheat offering of Shavuot. From barley to wheat. And I don't know why that reminds me of like a Barney song. Mm-hmm. It's coming back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, about all the different grain harvests. You never know what kind of memories are going to come up. Uh, but the Sephirot HaOmer, as we're talking this week uh, in RLM Global about fire baptism, Holy Spirit baptism, understand that Holy Spirit baptism is Pentecost. That's the receiving of the Torah mm-hmm. or the receiving of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, which is the Word of God. Which I mean, the Word of God is God, right? The Torah, the receiving of the Torah. Torah is what? God. It's Jesus Christ, the Spirit Amen. of Jesus Christ. John 1, 1. Any Torah that you receive that's not God, mm. that's not alive, is the Torah of Satan, Amen. which is the dead letter that kills. Truth. That nasty goat on the left. Get that He's, stuff out of here. He might be laughing now, but you're going to be laughing and ruling and reigning with God who sits on the throne and laughs. Obliterated. Amen. So as some of you are going to be receiving that fresh and filling of fire as you tune into RLM uh, Africa, CFI RLM TV with Apostle Shadrach and the team over there, as you receive that fresh and filling of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire, Maybe you're not sure if you had it. Uh, maybe you just want to renew and rededicate your life. You know, you know. Maybe you got it messed up in church age, and it was Jezebel Christianity mainly, and you want to rededicate Bob your Jones life. Bob Jones used to always say, "It's <laughs> time for you to get born, born again, again. again." Again, amen. amen. So, if you just want to miss that <laughs> feeling of that fresh salvation, <laughs> and you want to renew your marriage vows with God, amen. please tune into RLM Africa this week. It's gonna. I think uh, they. What do they usually start around our time? Central time, 10, 10 a.m. Uh, so yeah, 6 p.m. their time, 10 a.m. Uh, Central time uh, over here in the states. And uh, yeah, just hop on that band. Well, you might already be praying in tongues, feeling the fire when you're waiting on the God. But why not renew those marriage vows? You can always get a fresh and filling. Rededicate your mm-hmm. life to Jesus Christ tonight, and be sincere mm-hmm. with all your heart. Amen. As it, this is this is an important week for that fresh baptism of fire. And why is there a need for the renewal of those marriage vows, right? Because the Holy Spirit's that down payment, the engagement ring of the Holy Spirit you've seen in the you know the Passion Translation and the Amplified Classic Translation in the New Testament. Why is there a need for that renewal? Mm. Well, think about it. If there was infidelity in a marriage... And they're coming back. There's a reconciliation, right? What does it say in the Word of God? Other they should spirits, reconcile. Other images. Yep, other spirits, other images. If you're coming out of church age Christianity, for sure, it's a big there's one. been there's been some compromise there. There's been some issues. But the wonderful thing is God is very merciful. He's so forgiving. He just wants to wash all that. Maybe some of you, you have... I have this one thing against you. Mm-hmm. You've forgotten your first love. Yep. It says, return mm-hmm. to your first love, which is Christ the center of your heart. So if there's been some compromise, or maybe some of you, you have past seasons of your life, you're not in that sin anymore, but the thoughts still kind of plague you. They still kind of, you find yourself feeling uh, condemned 
for old seasons that's not even you anymore but for mm. some reason you can't kind of seem to shake it that shame is still kind of there like oh gosh how did i get deceived i'm you're sorry you've repented but for some reason it's still kind of there in your mind it's hard to shake this week that baptism that fresh baptism of the holy spirit and fire and rlm global this week this week of pentecostal glory amen is going to renew your vows fresh and fire yeah, that fire is going to burn away all the the shame, the pain, the regrets, memories, all those old memories, trauma, and PTSD, trauma. Yep, all of it. It's going to be woundedness, bitterness, mm -hmm. all of it obliterated by uh, fire. Amen. By fire, and you're going to receive a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire this week as you tune in. Make sure you don't miss those services. Uh, if you are working that time, make sure you check it out on YouTube or on Facebook. You know, after work, when you're done, just make some time. It's going to be a really important week. And we want you to be renewed in your marriage vows, your marriage covenant, by your Ruah being filled with fresh fire to cleanse your Ruah. Even as you're beginning to journey forth into the sapphire stones, that it'll be a brand new start. Fresh, oh, I feel fire. Freshly <laughs> washed, like a brand new born again babe in Christ, like a little baby, brand new and sparkling as if you had never even sinned. Just a fresh start, born again, again. There's only two schools Fire. in this world, Esau and Jacob, the hunters or the fishermen. Jeremiah 16, 16, if you reject the fishermen inside Jerusalem that like you and love you, that are of Israel's nature, gentle lambs, outside the walls, you're only left to the hunters, which is the school of hard knocks. The path of the Antichrist, the path of ant, uh, opposition gospels, the, the path of the false apostles and the false prophets, false teachers, false pastors, and false teachers of all the Edomites, of the goats that are just religious spirits. So we want to come out of the path of Esau and the school of Esau. We want to enter through the pearls of the gates of the 12 tribes of Israel and be taught by the Lamb on the throne in Jerusalem above. Amen. Amen. I see a, a sparkling new engagement ring for you. A sparkling new wedding ring. I see this golden ring for the men, a, a renewed marriage vow to the Holy Spirit to be pure and to be washed and fresh. It's a renewal of your marriage vow to God. And I see, you know, for the women especially, I see that, that beautiful engagement ring. And it looks just like the one that you've always dreamed of. And the adornments, I see adornments of wisdom and, and from Hakma and Bina coming down. Garments to clothe you, to clothe you, to cover and remove any shame. Old garments are being removed this season, even this week at the, bap the fresh baptism of fire, of the Holy Spirit and fire. The old garments are being removed. Old seasons, old pains and shame and, and memories just being just wiped out by fire that is just so caring and gentle. I see the, just the Spirit kissing the cheeks of the bride just gently and purity, just being restored and fresh oil like Esther's preparations this week. I see it like Esther's preparations this week of of uh, the the anointing. I see the anointing, the washing, the cleansing, the garments, the royal garments, and just everything being brand new. It's a fresh start this week. So 
Be ready with you and your whole household to lay aside all the ways of the past, all the ways that you used to speak to each other. This week, I decree, it's going to be like you haven't even really known each other and you're not going to be bitter about it. It's going to be a new way of interacting, a new way of speaking to each other as royal dignitaries. There's no, uh, there's no being sharp or hostile with each other because you respect your family as ambassadors, royal dignitaries of a heavenly kingdom, the way you're going to carry yourself as nobility. In this week of renewal, this is the fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit as if you had never lived under Jezebel's tower in your entire life. It's not going to be like anything you've lived before. It's going to be the royalty of heaven and the tenderness mm. of heaven and the purity of just all the mind, emotions, and memories. And you're never going to be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. You've only been given a fishing Amen. kit from Messiah. I make you fishers of men. So only use the living water tools. <laughs> he never made a single person a hunter of the field. For Esau was a skilled hunter of the field. There's no reference to Messiah ever making one hunter in the entire Bible. It's always hell that produces hunters like Nimrod, like Ishmael, and like Esau. You are not hunters. You are fishermen. If you are saved, living by the protocol of the holy angels mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ, you're only in the living waters, and you're mm -hmm. only fishing inside Jerusalem's walls. That's the code of conduct of the saved of the sheep of his right hand, his loving kindness. So everything that's of the hunter's nature of Ishmael and Esau and their demons and all of hell, be obliterated out of all Christians and lovers of Jesus Christ in the whole world, that we be fishers only inside the walls of Jerusalem mm -hmm. where the living waters flow from. Amen? Outside is the dry place, inside is the living waters. Revelation 22, I saw the Lamb in Jerusalem, and from Him proceeded the river of all living waters, crystal clear and sparkling. Stay in the river, stay fishers. Now this is one of the most advantageous revelations I've ever seen to obliterate sexual immorality in men and women's eyes. This revelation here. Why did the ten spies give the bad report? Come and see. Immorality reduces a man to crumbs of bread. Proverbs 6.26 These wicked spies lusted after the Canaanite women of the land and reduced themselves to grasshoppers because Proverbs 6.26 When you are immoral in your eyes, you reduce your size. When you are moral in your eyes, Shekinah enlarges you. Listen, men, especially who lust often in your eyes because you live in such a depraved society and you're tempted in your eyes all the time. This temptation from the evil one is to diminish the size of your inner man, to reduce you to the size of crumbs so you have no confidence, no authority in the invisible spirit world of holy angels. The demon just owns you at that point and can beat you up left and right. But if you understand this principle, Proverbs 6.26, immorality of the eyes reduces a man to crumbs of bread. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. You will hate it like Joseph hated it. And you can ascend the 70 steps to sit on the throne over the universe to conquer Jezebel's tower in the very rung of Yasad of Joseph the righteous. This is the key 
one of the biggest keys I've ever seen for obliterating sexual immorality of the eyes and of the flesh in all forms. Understand the temptation. The devil is trying to diminish your spiritual stature, to shrink you. So you're a grasshopper and the immorality, the lust is a, the giant in your land. Now, Torah obliterates immorality. The scriptures, you are saved by hearing the word of God. So the word of God is what enlarges Shekinah in your spirit. So you're no longer a grasshopper. They're grasshoppers. John the Baptist ate the grasshoppers off the Israelites because they were so diminished in Shekinah. He was eating the shame of immorality off of Israel. That is the Elijah mantle of Israel. It is obliterating all the shame wow. of sexuality, of flesh and eyes, wow. so that you can be big in the living waters to enlarge Shekinah in you, to be the giants in the land. Not giants of sin, not giants of fallen angel Nephilim activity, giants of faith, hope, love, giants of wisdom, giants of gentleness. And giants of the living waters, giants of the Garden of Eden above. And giants of love, true holiness below. With no pride of holiness, just emanating Shekinah because you're enlarged through Torah. Because the word Torah is Yadevave, And the word Torah has saved you exceedingly mm. and has made you great. And he shares his greatness with you, which is all of his glory formed in you by hearing mm. and believing and obeying the words that come from God in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. That's really good. And uh, the grasshopper thing is messing me up. But yeah. John, there's so much there. Isn't that precious? The yeah. Elijah mantle will eat the shame off this generation to restore mm -hmm. you to the Father. That's how you know the spirit of Elijah mm -hmm. is in the earth. Amen. Let's go back to some more pictures. I think they'll be really nice. Doesn't this feel nice? You guys excited for this week? It's going to be a good week. <laughs> they say this is going to be a good week. This is going to be a good week. Amen. I am. We're going to curse our familiars this week until they go into the abyss. This one is always nice. There you <laughs> go. That's going to be you this week, yeah? <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Oh, That's yeah. Jesus knocking at your heart's door, the yeah. Lamb of Israel. Yeah. Let me in. <laughs> it's a very nice one, you know? You yep. Just let him in. He's very nice. He's a young lamb. Yeah. Oh, that's well, another lamb. Yep. More love. You're going to be a lamb. More attention to Torah. Come on. It's fun. Cute lamb needs attention, in case you want to find this on YouTube. <laughs> Amen. That, Restored to innocence again. So nice. <laughs> more innocence. Amen. We're in a little review, and then we have some more things. Talks about the emerald halo throne and the lightnings of the ark, and... The father is just repping RLM on the Halo Emerald. That was pretty cool. I had enough wisdom this time not to ask how they got the font. That was the first. <laughs> All right, I want to share. This is from our uh, precious uh, moon creature, uh, Sister Janelle. Do you not know, beloved, that all that is Christ? is yours by your union with him, his body, his soul, his righteousness. 
Do not despise one's faith and obedience, if it is greater than yours, but honor the wise virgins for obtaining their costly oil, and go out and get some the same way while it's still called today. And that was very nice. Thank you. Thank you, Janelle. Thank you, Rebecca, for showing us how. And I love this, this verse when she posted this revelation here. And there's a reason why there's a lamb and a fountain and the emoji. I love the anointed mystery of the emojis. You guys notice that kind of activity in our groups online? Yeah. I love it. There's always the, the there's mystery. There's Torah in the emoji. And it's wonderful. We love that. Yeah. <laughs> I have given to them the glory and honor which you have given me that they may be one even as we are one. And that's an allusion there to the Yachita, hence the lamb emoji. Uh, she didn't explain this part to me, but I understand here. Uh, this is one of our students. If you're new here, uh, we have students of righteousness who are studying the oral tradition that we give here at the bar, which is based on the wisdom of the oral tradition of Moses and the oral tradition of Jesus Christ, of his new covenant, new Torah. And we love seeing and reading what our students are working on. These are wonderful. That they may be one, even as we are one. And again, that's the Yuchida. I in them, and you in me. I in them, and you in me. In order that they may become one. And perfectly united that the world may know and definitely recognize that you sent me and that you have loved them even as you have loved me. John 17, 22 through 23. And what have we noticed? Some uh, technological signs and wonders. Uh, since uh, bringing the Yachita into you know the women, the warriors in RLM, We've had multiple signs and wonders of someone saying something, but it has my name on my screen or on someone else's screen. What I said has their name. I think this happened, I believe, with uh, Sister Marilyn as well. And if you look at the picture and something that I said or sent, it had her name as if she had said it. We find all these different signs and wonders. Special unity. Unity signs and wonders. And those started happening shortly after, not not very long after uh, bringing in the Yachita, which is that singularity of union with Christ. And what we find was happening in all this synchronization, especially with the women speaking the same things, or it'll come out as it looks like someone else said it, but the other person said it, and we find this to be happening. And I explained to one of the sisters that, that was doing this, at that moment, or I was saying the same thing and they were writing it at the same moment, we were one as the, the bride of Christ. We were one spirit at that time. What does that mean? Our, our thoughts and our words originated in that same spirit of the bride which is i in them and you in me that they may be what is it one spirit mm -hmm. one baptism and of sapphire stones 
and one Father. That's how do you how do you reconcile many baptisms? Is it one baptism or many baptisms? Because the word says both. It's what is the yeah. Shema? Mm. What is the Shema prayer? One of the most important prayers in all of Judaism and all of God you know, is one. The Lord your God is one God. That's it's the Tefillin binding. Hero Israel, the Lord your God is one God, and you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. And it's all one body of Christ. Amen. All yeah. one sapphire stone of worlds, dimensions, realms, aspects of the compassion of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that an unknowable God might become knowable to created man and woman by wisdom that comes down from above, which is, first of all, pure. <laughs> and with that purity intact of righteousness coming down sapphire stones true unity starts to appear and how many of you know we learn from the external realm about the invisible realm so when you study stars you study the cosmos or you study even the singularity they talk about within a black hole well what are they looking at now what is the space news lately all of a sudden black holes are regurgitating stars they're spitting it back up mm. wow they Pretty crazy, huh? Star resurrection. They're coming back from the dead. Star, the your star is coming out of Black Malkut. You know, the age of the explorers, like, uh, uh, you know, who was it? Christopher Columbus, there's many others. They would take Jews onto their boats because they knew the stars so well. They'd navigate the seas by their knowledge of the stars. Isn't that cool? Hmm. Navigate. Some middle age history for you. That's pretty cool. Speaking of the speaking of Navi, I heard Navi earlier, and I don't I don't know if you're <laughs> uh, uh, in your mind and not able to help me remember the Navi prophet. What that is? Is that the bubble up one? Mm, yeah. Is that the so. bubble? Mm -hmm. Because. Earlier today, we were in the kitchen. I felt this, I started to laugh out of nowhere. With the bubbles, yeah. It started bubbles. a bubble. It started a bubble out of my belly, and he's like, I laughed. He's like, Oh, what? I'm like, Oh God, I don't know. It's God. There's bubble, some, bubble, bubble. It started. It bubbled ha, up, ha, ha. and as I was laying my hand on my belly tonight, <laughs> prophesying about what this week is, uh, what Shadrach has been talking about. Apostle Shadrach is talking about the fresh baptism. And all these words are bubbling forth. There's that bubble again. And mm -hmm. I heard the whisper from the river of life within my belly, Navi. And I You've was like, had enough marijuana bubblers. <laughs> now you need Jehovah wanna You've bubblers. had enough You've had enough French champagne. It's time for the bubbles of the Holy Ghost toast. You, Amen. You've had the alcohol bubbly. Now it's for mm -hmm. the Shekana bubbly. No more Moet and Shandon. No more Esau, Jacob no only. More Esau. Let's go. You haven't experienced the luxury of the high end bubbly sorcery until you've great. tasted now the goodness of being one of the Messiah spirit in Jerusalem. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Oh, what is this? <laughs> Let's come and dissertate this dissertation. <laughs> you can put that in your notes to sound to feel really smart. I like the white rose background. Isn't that nice? Fittingly. Fittingly. <laughs> I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, 
John 17, 22. The glory makes us one. Not the kingdom, not the power. You go through the kingdom and the power to the glory. And there we are one. It is written. Ooh, okay. Sanctified, later on glorified. Let's go. I'm going to have to... Uh, refer to some notes here. I, I took some a little bit of notes this weekend to share on these because if the enemy is mainly focused on fighting unity, where should our focus be? First and foremost, you with God united inside of you to the maximum possibility and potential of the soul level that you currently have and max that out, right? And in your family, unity. In your workplace, especially if you're among believers, unity. Unity on sapphire stones, not unity out of the fear of man or, you know, avoiding doing the right thing so that's not uncomfortable. (laughs) That's not unity. You know, that's the thing. That's the thing between the true joy and the false joy. A lot of the fear of man and this conformity and the familiars and if it's got to be the ha-ha and the hee-hee and the happy-clappy, yeah. just go straight Uriel seriousness. Yeah. Not unity of the frowns. Mm-hmm. Unity mm-hmm. of the Torah of Yadivave. Amen. All right, so let's take, we looked at Janelle's post. All right, let's talk about this Hebrew just a little bit. We'll just take a look at some of these notes. You can feel, you can write down uh, some of this if, as you feel led. If you feel led for your notes, we may make some of this available later on. We'll see. All right. The oldest surviving documents of the New Testament are in Greek. However, there is evidence that parts of the New Testament were originally written in Hebrew and then translated into other languages. And if you've been looking around, like I've been looking around, it can be quite difficult to get your hands on something very reliable. The New Testament has been translated into Hebrew over 90 times. The most famous pre-modern Hebrew translation was completed in 1877 by Franz uh, Delitzsch. The Bible Society in Israel translated the New Testament into modern Hebrew in 1970 and revised it in 1991 and had a Holy Ghost highlight for that translation. There are a few others but hard to find and far between who have written the new translation and transliteration of the New Testament and Hebrew that goes along with the English No one's ever done it in ancient Hebrew. We will. This is one of the American... Okay, so... There are a few others, but hard to find and far in between who have written the new translation and transliteration of the New Testament in Hebrew. This is one of the American scholar demons' strongholds to prevent believers from understanding the oral tradition of Jesus Christ, which is the Kabbalah of the New Covenant. I noticed as I was looking around at different things in all the different, you know, Bible, uh, what do you call it, like the uh, software for studying at a college level, which thank you for those of you who sponsored 
uh, you sponsored uh, me for that, for my education, to help provide this material uh, that I provide here at Devil's Bar. So thank you for that. It's borne so much fruit, maybe blessed sevenfold for that. So when I'm looking at that and I'm noticing, huh, <laughs> there's walls here. I can see, feel walls Sponsor here. Sponsor a scholar. You yes. may learn new to covenant Torah. Thank you. It's so so much eternal value. So it's the most valuable thing in the whole world. Yeah, wisdom. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wisdom more precious the than wine. diamonds, emeralds, rubies, and all gemstones combined. Then the wine of Bina is getting so strong as we get into you. Know, and you want to be in the drunken glory? Become a scholar of the new Torah. Mm. Amen. So Amen. good. There's nothing like it. All right, so what are the American scholar demons' strongholds to prevent believers from understanding the oral tradition of Jesus Christ? So I noticed there was barriers, there was walls there, so we need to break down those barriers. And how are we doing that? By delving into some of these resources. And, all right, let's take a look here. Holy Father, keep them in thy name, which thou hast given me, that they may be one, even as we are. Well, number one, keep them in the name. Again, he said, Holy Father, keep them in thy name. This is important. Keep them in thy name, which thou hast given me. That's Jesus speaking. That they may be one, alluding to Yichita, even as we are. Number one, keep them in the name. That is Y-H-V-H. As we have learned, the Sapphire Stone Worlds of Adam Cadmon. Ooh, I just heard someone say again, one of the angels. The golden orbs of Adam Cadmon. The golden glory orbs of the world, the supernal realm, the supernal world of Adam Cadmon. The golden glory orbs of the world of Adam Cadmon of holiness. Full release. Bam. Number one, keep them in the name. And I put name all capitals because when we see Lord, L-O-R-D, in the Bible in English in all capitals, that's insinuating, that's meaning Y-H-V-H in the Hebrew. That's usually what that's going to be in your Bible. That is Y-H-V-H, as we've learned, the Sapphire Stone Worlds of Adam Kadmon through Isaiah, the apex of the yod, which is the crown keter, the yod, the hay, the vav, the final hay of the tetragrammaton. Who? <laughs> yeah. This is keep them in the name. That is Y H V H, as we have learned. <laughs> the sapphire stone worlds of Adam Kadmon through Isaiah, the apex of the yod, Adam Kadmon which is the crown keter, the yod, the hay, the vav, the final hay, of the tetragrammaton, of the inscriptions of the name of God on a new stone, which is the body of Christ himself formed within you. And in another verse here it says, similar to the first one we looked at, and the glory which thou hast given me, I have given unto them that they may be one, even as we are one. So number two, and the glory which you have given me, I give to them that they may be one. Amen. Even as we are one. So number one. True Shekinah. 
He says, Father, keep them in thy name. The Father's name. Keep them in thy name, which thou hast given me. So the Father's name that he gave to Jesus. That they may be one, even as we are. So number one, keep them in the name. That what? That they may be one, even as we are one. So unity of the brethren and unity with God is by what he said, number one, Father, keep them in thy name, which is what? yad heh vav -Hey, Adam, Kadmon, through Isaiah, the apex of the Yod, which is the crown, Kadar, the Yod, the Hey, the Vav, and the final Hey, the Tetragrammaton of the worlds. And then number two, the glory which you have given me, the glory. So number one, keep them in the name, and number two, that the glory which you have given me, I give to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. What is that? The worlds is the name. Y-H-V-H. Amen. Adam Kadmon, that's Keter, that's the apex of the Yud, which is the crown of stars. Hakma, the world of absolute, Yad. Bina, the world of Berea, Hey. All those layers of Yetzira, the Phyros, the Vav. <laughs> Y-H-V, Vav, Phyros, the power, the Lord's Prayer, and final He, Shekinah, final He. So you have the crown of the Yud, the Aleph, the breath before his, the breath of his mouth, and then Yad He, Vav He. So what does it need, what do you need for unity? Number one, he said, keep them in the name. This is so important to get this. Holy Father, keep them in the name that what? That they may be one. And then he said, the glory which thou hast given me, I have given them that they may be one. So keeping you in the name is your ascension of worlds and sapphire stones. And the glory, Christ giving you the glory, where does it come down? Sapphire stones. What is the glory? It's the Shekinah. <laughs> Let's look at the video of the Shekinah so you can really get this in the video. Which video? The one with Is the... that for a video? Yeah. The glory. See the glowing stuff? Shekinah. <laughs> so the worlds, the name, keep them in the name, which means stay within the boundary stones of the sapphire stones of the worlds of Christ, which means... You remove the foreskin, which is what the dirt and the dust, the mineral and the plant level. Because that serpent's kingdom is the dust, that's the foreskin. So when, if there's still foreskin, you're still in Clippeth kingdom. That's Esau, hunting. That, that's still the, being hunted mostly. So that's, yeah. And then the, <laughs> the shell, the membrane, remember, circumcision has to be the two parts the removal of the foreskin and the peeling back of the membrane, which is the clear part that needs to come off of the sapphire stones that looks good the animal and human layer of the sapphire stone so for unity it has to be keep them in the name which is keep them in the sapphire stone circumcision staying within jerusalem's gates as apostle brandon has been uh speaking which is a rhema word for this season archangel Stay. michael's gospel amen and then the glory that the Father has given Jesus 
that he's giving to you. So if you stay in those boundary stones and those walls of Jerusalem, whether you're all the way on, down in Malkut or you're rising up, you stay in the name. Maybe you're in final hay. That's still part of the name of God. You stay consistent. You stay within the gates. Stay inside the sheepfold. When you go out of the sheepfold, it's not really a sheep. It be, you can become a goat. You start learning goat ways. Eventually, you take on what nature, whose countenance, bearing the images of birds, beasts, and reptiles. and Hunted mm -hmm. by hunters outside the walls of Jerusalem, which is all the sorcerers and the dogs. That's all that exists outside the gates of holy, eternal Israel above. Truth and yeah. Amen. So, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. So that's number two. And the glory, the Shekinah, which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one. What's the Shekinah that he gives you? He said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. That's the Malkut of heaven is within you. We talked about Malkut being a part of the Shekinah. If it's the circumcision of Christ, that's when you discover the Shekinah, the Malkut within you. But it has to be connected mm. to purity to establish righteousness and for that to expand within you so it's within in on the inside and on the outside who can ascend the mountain of the lord clean hands pure heart and no images it is written so what is one here referenced to in the oral tradition of jesus christ in this verse receiving the yachita soul see the very next line jesus says I in them, and thou in me, that they may be perfected into one. The author and perf the author, finisher and perfecter mm. of your faith. The sephirot is the realm of faith. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be perfected into one. Right? We talk about absolute. The world of absolute is near to the light. Every <laughs> rung you go up, you're nearer and nearer to the light of the holy of holies, and. You build that house of wisdom. Understand the more high soul you receive, the more attractive of a house your house looks to demons. The more virgin your blood, the more they want your blood. True. So you become stronger, you become wiser, but you must always lean on Christ because again, if our house is swept clean, we must also keep it full of Shekinah glory. The temptations get bigger because you're mm -hmm. cleaner and purer and more valuable. Now you've got a sparkling crystal palace chaya, and every demon and their brother wants to have a crystal palace to live in yeah, and a body to animate like uh, that. A mansion, a $150 million mansion. Mm -hmm. That's literally That's a crystal palace like chaya. To totally. yep. It's literally the, well, the ideal, optimal dwelling place for any kind of spirit whether it's, you know, some kind of Elohim or God. God wants to live in that crystal palace. Amen. But how do you increase the Shekinah so your house is full and sparkling and clean? You you pray. Whatever level of soul you have, ask for the holy angels to clean, help you clean and polish and sparkle. When you're engaging in Torah, that's your bread and incense, right? Mm, your prayer and your Torah study, and that gives life to your praise life. If you have a foundation of Torah study and prayer, bread and incense, then when you praise or you pray or dance or you clap your hands, you rejoice, you give a shout of the the blow, the shout of the shofar, it could be just your mm -hmm. voice and praise and prayer 
or get you a nice shofar on Amazon because you never got to have that experience and go blow your shofar. Just not at three in the morning when you live in between apartments. Amen. Uh, Use some wisdom now. I was under attack. I don't want to hear complaints about that. Zeal without knowledge is death. Okay. All right. Just use some wisdom, but have fun. If you want to go get a little, the little etrog things, and you want to shake it because you want to learn the wisdom and pick it apart, that's fine. As long as you're having fun, it, you cannot be in bondage to external things. If that's a temptation for you, I just wouldn't even honestly go there. Just enjoy the invisible realities. Enjoy being a. A scholar of the Torah, but make sure you're having fun with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that's going to be. And what will open up the new doors for fun? Because many of you don't have any grid for fun except in sin right now. I can see that. What opens up the doors to angelic fun with the ancient angels older than you <laughs> is the Word of God. <laughs> Engaging in the Word and the Shekinah of the Holy Spirit will open those <laughs> doors that you know nothing about, and you begin to <laughs> have fun in Amen. heaven instead of hell in Jesus' name. Amen. And don't worry if you feel like you don't really understand any of it. This is a common theme among rabbinical literature, the study of the oral tradition of Moses. When you follow a zaddik, you follow a rabbi who is righteous, by studying their teachings, even if you don't understand it, even in this whole life, right? So even if you went a whole lifetime and you never really understood what we were talking about, that's not going to be your case because this is kingdom age. But I'm talking even in a lesser covenant time. Just by studying the Zadik's teachings, even without being able to understand it, it's a promise, it's an oral tradition promise that in the world to come, you would understand it, even if you never understood it on earth, but you faithfully studied it. So don't worry, right? Don't sin about understanding. Don't worry about your understanding it. Don't harm wisdom and don't mm. sin about understanding. It Amen. is written. That's really good. You might want to write that down. Mm. That's really good. Uh, so study it with joy, knowing that it has eternal benefits. Whether you can understand it yet or not, keep feeding your spirit. Your spirit starts to grow. It'll it's gonna hit your brain at some point and explode with understanding that comes from the Holy Spirit so don't worry about the understanding worry about you don't well don't worry about it. just go and continue feed your to do spirit. what's right mm -hmm. continue to do what's right in the eyes of Yadavave and his angels amen amen so you do what's right uh, whether or not there's an immediate reward for it you study like you should even if there's understanding right away or not. And trust that God is a rewarder of those who seek him diligently. That's the truth. So if you believe that truth, whether or not you had the experience yet, as you're faithful with little, he gives you more. And that's more of him, more of his promise, more of his Torah. All right, and we'll take a look at this here. I and them and thou, and me that they may be perfected into one. So the, the Hebrew letters, they tell an interesting story. Each character represents an aspect of the sapphire stones of Jesus. And this phrase in Hebrew, we are one. Now remember, Hebrew is read and it's written from right to left. So as with English there, we read from left to right, we are one. That Hebrew right under there. That Hebrew just says exactly what it says there in English, but it, it goes from right to left. Okay, just... Uh, if you take... So if you take away... Like Yoda, one are we. 
one are we? <laughs> yeah, basically. It's just in Yoda speak, essentially. Master pictures. Jedi. Remember Luke Skywalker. That's all you need to know. That's how he lost his right arm don't lose, to the don't, Sith. Don't lose your right arm to the Sith. Value silver. Don't make Solomon's mistake. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, what's this? Oh, that sounds scary. What is this? Okay, so if you take away the word in here, in Hebrew. So we're looking at the Hebrew letters there. The Hebrew words of we are one. If you take away the word that indicates Bina with the key of wisdom from absolute and Vav, representing Jesus Christ descending from the house of wisdom from the Araboth through the Vav into the world and being made flesh, the phrase transforms and becomes, I will die. <laughs> I'm going to read that again one more time. <laughs> if you take away the word from this, we are one, that they may be one as we are one. We are one. If you take a word away the word that indicates, again, this is the sapphire stone interpretation of the Hebrew letters, which is the mystical Kabbalistic interpretation of the New Testament. Not anywhere. You, you can't find it on a gematria calculator. This is just from a conversation with God on sapphire stones. It's a big truth anyhow. If you take away the word that indicates Bina with the key of wisdom from absolute and Vav, representing Jesus Christ descending from the house of wisdom, from the Araboth, through the Vav, into the world, and being made flesh, the phrase becomes, I will die. He was prophesying of his death in the flesh, but also his descent from the higher worlds. That's why it's so important, the Vav, Y-H-V-H, yad Hey vav Hey. Without the Vav, you don't have that thing that he came down to. You don't even to. have Messiah. That's where he came down in the <laughs> flesh. So any spirit that rejects the Y-H-V-H, if you're rejecting the Vav, you're rejecting Jesus Christ who came in the flesh. It's and true. so that's an Antichrist spirit manifestation. Because it's a geography as well as a name. Because the Creator named the stars. It's written in Psalms. That's what it says. Ooh. So you reject the name of that that star chart, that star map, the name is Yadevave, and that's how he descends and we ascend. As he said to Nathaniel, you will see angels ascending and descending. So where are they ascending and descending from? Through the name of God, Yadevave. Truth in him. Amen. So he was <laughs> prophesying of his death in the flesh. Uh, if someone could maybe grab me another one, that would be amazing. I'm so I'll thirsty. take one too. Mm. Four for four, amigo. Gracias, gracias. Okay. He was prophesying of his death in the flesh, but also his descent from the higher worlds. So if you take the same phrase in Hebrew, we are one. So we're starting back over at the top phrase there. We are one. <laughs> Thank right. you so much. Thank you. Oh, bless him, Jesus, bam. <laughs> Amen. So if you go back up to that phrase, we are one. But this time, instead of getting rid of the stuff we got uh, rid of before, this time get rid of the olive. Ooh, I'm gonna that green olives on your pizza with anchovies and peanut butter. Oh, thank oh. God. Get rid of the olives. Oh, man. Hmm. Oh. 
Only the bitter olives. You've had enough bitter mangoes. Mm -hmm. It's time for milk and honey. Amen. Teaching from the supernal promised land, righteousness. Amen. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. So if you take that same phrase in Hebrew, we are one, but this time get rid of the Aleph, which represents his sacrifice of his Yachita soul. That is his ability to be one with the Father and the Holy Spirit. That is why on the cross he said, My Father, my Father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because without a Yachita, he no longer had the connection of being one with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that's from Mark 15, 34. Uh, it's also listed in Matthew 24, 46. And that is a direct quotation from Psalm 22, 1. Again, if you take the we are one and you remove specifically the olive the olive where he comes down from the house of wisdom the house and the key of wisdom to the palace the hall of mirrors which is the hall of souls bina down the vav the fire rose into the earth him bringing down that yuchita to the cross and you get rid of that. Ooh, let's just look at Psalm 22, 1, before we look at that. Because that's a direct quote. He's quoting on the cross when he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Ooh, this is really thick. We'll read over this other part here again and just kind of make our way through. It's a lot of glory, and it might be a lot of notes for you, so we'll just kind of go over it again here. If you take that same phrase in Hebrew, we are one, but this time get rid of the olive which represents his sacrifice of his yachita soul, that is his ability to be one with the Father and the Holy Spirit. That is why on the cross he said, My Father, my Father, why have you forsaken me? Or my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because without a yachita, he no longer had the connection of being one with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Why have you forsaken me? And it's a direct quotation of Psalm 22, 1, which fulfilled prophecy. For the director of music, to the tune of the doe of the morning, a psalm of David, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? So if you take the phrase in Hebrew, that they may be one, as we are one, in that section, we are one, if you remove the olive, which represents the lamb's soul, the yachita that by nature is continually experiencing <laughs> being one with wow. God, the sacrifice of that olive, of that, instead of we are one, it changes to we are four. Perplexed yet? Did anyone catch the revelation yet? We'll, uh, we'll keep going. 
We are four. What did Jesus pay for? With that, Yuchida. Okay. Which is, we are four. Okay, so... If you remove the olive, which represents the lamb soul, the yachita that by nature is continually experiencing being one with God, the sacrifice of the olive, then instead of we are one, it changes to we are four, which is the fulfillment of the prophetic vision of the three golden spheres of the Trinity being married to Adam and Eve once again, which mm. is mankind. That's very far no more. I saw, exactly, I've been preaching that forever. Yeah. I saw two golden lights become like one. Like Adam and Eve, a sapphire stone flashed twice just now at the time of writing this, as I'm scribing this. So as I wrote this part, I saw two golden lights become one, like Adam and Eve. A sapphire stone flashed twice just now as I'm scribing this. Once those two became one golden sphere, it rose up into the trinity of golden spheres and joined the three to become four. Those four of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit married to man again, male and female. Mm. Whew, so I saw two golden lights. Become one, like Adam and Eve. <laughs> A sapphire stone flashed when I wrote that. <laughs> Once those two became one golden sphere, uh, it rose up into the trinity of golden spheres and joined the three to become four. Oh, you can look again if you weren't paying attention. I know you were paying attention. You're a good student. A plus. Gold star. This is so excellent. It's so nice. I love the golden spheres. <laughs> we love the golden orbs <laughs> of the world of Adam Cadmon. The golden glory orbs of the world of Adam Cadmon. That's amazing. The golden glory orbs of the world of Adam Cadmon. We love your golden glory, glory Jesus. Orbs. We love your glory. Glory. Oh, yes. Those, okay. Once those two became one golden sphere, it rose up into the trinity of golden spheres and joined. Oh, the angel said somebody else wasn't paying attention. Okay, look at the screen this time. Okay, I'm doing it one more time for you who wasn't paying attention. That, that one. And now, okay, you're watching? You're watching? There you go. Oh, wow. Oh, there it goes. Okay, we got everybody. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Your angel's looking out for you. <laughs> He's like, pray for the overcoming of the ADHD. Don't let spirit. the hyper canvas shred the valuable information. <laughs> right. That's good. Those four of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit married to man again, mankind, male and female, created a cube. Then it reproduced after its own kind many spheres many offspring of holiness and it filled that cube until it became many more dimensions of a cube and filled 144,000 like a holy city coming down from the heavens invading the earth what is left in the we are for 
what is left in the we are for in the hebrew after sacrificing the olive the yachita of christ the lamb you see the dalet i'll go back to it here are your notes you see the dalet the door to the house final hay the lower breath receiving the ruah the down payment we're talking about baptism of fire baptism of the holy spirit this week the dwelling the light the divine revelation the number five final hey meaning grace grace to rise even higher knowing shekinah below as the river of life within you up the vav into the house into the higher breath higher hey from the lesser house into the greater house of the book of enoch walking into the flames of fire walking into the flames of fire into the singularity of the father where there is no separation the mystic interpretation of the hebrew letters Woo <laughs> walking into the flames of fire hey oh yeah in the furnace five grace we're gonna look at this one let's look at it just closely again here what is left in the we are for in the Hebrew after sacrificing the off the Yachita of Christ? You see the Dalet, the door to the house. Remember the Dalet of the knot of the tefillin that goes on the back of your brain stem and holds that tefillin in place? The door of the soul. Hallelujah. The all of the Yachita of Christ, you see after sacrificing his Yachita, you see the Dalet, what's left after you remove that in the word there in this scripture. The Dalet, the door to the house. Final, hey, the lower breath, receiving the Ruah down payment, baptism of the Holy Spirit, and receiving the Ruah soul, the dwelling, the dwelling, the tabernacle, the dwelling of light, the divine revelation. Shekinah below is the dwelling, Shekinah above is the temple. Amen. The divine revelation, the number five, meaning grace, grace to rise even higher. <laughs> grace to rise even higher. Knowing Shekinah below as the river of life within you, up the Vav, into the house, mm. into the higher breath, higher hay. Neshama, from the lesser house into the greater house of the book of Enoch, walking into the flames of fire, into the singularity of the Father, where there is no separation. The mystic interpretation of the Hebrew letters is that they may be of that they may be one as we are one is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ to make a way for us to the Father. He experienced separation so that we could receive a soul that never experiences separation. A holy Yachida. He is always present. For the Yachita has no experience of the separation from the indwelling presence of God. It is the greatest comfort in life to continually have his presence in the way that only a Yachita can contain. And that word Yachita roughly translates to oneness or absolute unity. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Mm. Oh, nice. Wow. 
Seeds producing after their own kind. I think those orbs will do it. Amen. I can also see those Yuchitas as the, the lamb in Jerusalem. That's Zion. Mm. I remember Bob Jones saying, I've seen the new Jerusalem. You know what it looked like? Mm. He says it wasn't a cube. It was a sphere. <laughs> this is what Bob Jones saw. He saw it as one. The four as one in the heavenly Jerusalem. It's the perfecting of your soul in the higher rungs of Jacob's ladder, the Yachita's soul, My, the, the lamb. It's a references, if you want to look it up in the Bible as well, through the mystic interpretation. My only one. My dove. And then you're going into that territory of my equal, my bride. There's a door. There's Enoch's door. My equal. That really got the religious spirits bad when they translated Song of Songs. That's what it says. Mm -hmm. Yare calls his bride his equal. And the scholars just lost their minds. We can't even publish this. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's true to Torah. It's what's written. Mm -hmm. And you are the brides to be. The bride of Christ rising on sapphire stones. And that's one of the New Testament notes for Hod, is uh, about splendor and spotlessness. Splendor, spotlessness, we have notes here. If you are looking at studying Hod, some of you are interested in studying Hod, this season, the book of Ephesians, the one that we have on the RLM YouTube channel, is really good that he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor. That's hard. Without spot or wrinkle or any such things that she might be holy and faultless. What's without spot and wrinkle? Without foreskin and membrane. Amen. The complete circumcision of each rung. Amen. Glory. And that's my equal, my bride, as you're going up sapphire stone and again there's so many things that we could talk about it'll be all week folks well we gotta just look at one more picture one more we were talking about some of you were looking the at sim chat torah the sim chat torah the somebody <laughs> also somebody had uh looking at some it's hard to talk man throwing cakes to children is a tradition during the jewish festival of sim chat torah and look at that. Is that BB Luxury Perfumes Ultimate Birthday Cake Perfume? Well, it's highly inspired. Uh, yeah. This is very important. <laughs> you can spray cake on children now. Yeah. Now we just throw them, instead of cakes, we throw them luxury perfumes. Because <laughs> we're fulfilling. Or in the old covenant. Ball. Just rollerball on the roller children. Which is great. Purse, Welcome to 2023, Buckwheat. And cake sounds good now after looking at that. You're like, I'll take the parfum and the cake. Thank you very much. All right. Happy birthday to you. Five birthdays per year, Buckwheat. You put that <laughs> in your fishing kit inside Jacob Israel. Yeah. And then I'll just show you some nice pictures here because some of you are probably going to be doing some studying later tonight. Uh, they read three scrolls. The first scroll is the last portion of Deuteronomy. This is a portion from Genesis. And there's a third portion. So the Torah reading that day is drawn from three scrolls. Even if it's from a similar section, if they have three scrolls available, they will use three separate scrolls. And that's mm. important. Doesn't that look like something? 
Jeremiah 16, 16, John 1, and uh, the Numbers. That Numbers verse is one of the Torah scrolls today. Hear this one. Mm. Jeremiah 16, 16. That's the fishers and the hunters. But Numbers 15, 39 says, Do not follow after the desires of your own heart. And do not follow after the desires of your own eyes. Those desires after which you use to follow and play the prostitute, which is what the whore of Babylon is, is your, your heart and your eyes outside of the walls of Jesus Christ Jerusalem above. So all repentance from horror Babylon activity is progressively allowing Torah to consume your heart and eyes for Jesus, the Lamb in Jerusalem. Numbers 1539. Amen. Amen. And we'll have some of these, maybe we'll publish some of these sometime. My goodness, in Revelation. Oh, someone's like, let me write that down before the show's <laughs> over. And then, oh, okay. There's a lot of Torah today. Exodus 15:11. Who is like you among the Elohim? O Yadevave. Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in splendor, working wonders? This is why it's so amazing to engage in Torah. It distinguishes between the Elohim and Yarevave. And I said, why such a distinguishing mark in Torah? He said, because only Yarevave has the ability to create worlds. Elohim <laughs> live in them. Truth Amen. Amen. That's fun. <laughs> Glory. Uh -huh. Bless you guys. Thank you for your support to Florida. We still need to raise 1000 for Florida. We had a tremendous weekend, and thank you for the businessmen mm -hmm. kicking butt in the marketplace and the Shekinah glory of God, fueling the apostles, advancing the kingdom, and establishing the Messianic kingdom through true righteousness in all the United States of America. Amen. And that's what we're establishing. Messianic Judaism of the Messianic kingdom age through the teachings of righteousness. And it is pretty humble beginnings, but that's how it usually is. Nazareth, North Minneapolis. Can anything good come out of Nazareth, North Minneapolis? Come and see. Come and see. Come and see Red Letter Ministries. And when you do see, begin to support Red Letter Ministries. With all the increase in the first fruits of your house, that the blessing of Yadevave may rest upon you, your family, your marketplace, and all your posterity after you. Amen. Even to the 10th and 11th generation of those who love Jesus Christ, King of Israel, in heavenly Jerusalem and mm. earthly Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. Bye. <laughs> we'll Have see you guys night. tomorrow. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Glorious days, glorious days, glorious days, glorious days, 
Glorious days, glorious days, and the glory, glorious days, glorious days, glorious days, glorious days, glorious days. Glorious days, glorious days in the glory, from glory to glory, from glory to glory, from Glory, glorious days in the glory. From glory to glory, from glory to glory, from glory to glory. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 
tickle you. Ha ha ha! 
glory. You know, uh, I can remember times in Bethlehem when the angels would just tickle us and we would laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Amen. The angels do that. Amen. Oh, yes, they tickle you. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, just yield. Amen. You yield to laughter like you yield to speaking in tongues. Amen. You yield to the spirit of laughter. Ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, oh, oh. Ho 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 Ha 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 Ho 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 A great lifting up into the glory